Our new partner who I'm really, really excited to announce we are working with. Super, super stoked. Thank you, Angie Huberman, for this connect. It's incredible. Uh, AG1 Athletic Greens. I've been using them for a while. I have them every morning on an empty stomach. Basically, take one scoop and you put it into a uh, cup or glass or mug of eight ounces of cold water. And this is all your greens for the day. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Every day I take this, it's so good for my digestion, my energy. It's simple. It's easy. I don't like taking a lot of vitamins. This has been really, really helpful for me. I've had a lot of stomach issues my whole life, and ever since I've been gluten-free and taking the AG1s, it's really helped me in my stomach in the mornings. I love it, and I'm so psyched that they're part of the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm sure a lot of people don't like eating greens, let alone drinking your greens, but I can tell you straight up, it's got a mild tropical taste, and the taste is actually really refreshing, and I really look forward to it each morning. Don't, don't think it's just going to be just straight bland. Um, it tastes really, really good, um, and it's good for you, so remember that. This one blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's incredible, just one scoop, especially for musicians who are vegans or just musicians in general who want to get those daily greens. You can get the packets. It's incredible. I just gave some to my friend Derek from Sepultura. He traveled the whole entire world this summer, and he had, he had those every single day. He said it's, it saved him. I bring AG1s with me when I travel. It helps me stay healthy. You know the deal. If you're on tour and you are uh, a picky eater, but you need to have your greens, sometimes catering doesn't have greens. Sometimes you miss the catering. Sometimes you miss the backstage food. Sometimes it's too late after the show to go get food that you like. So if you just have a, a scoop of uh, AG1s in your hotel room before you go to bed or you're in the hotel room at night and you're starving and you want something healthy, boom, life changer. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with some convenient daily nutrition. That's all you need. One scoop in a cup every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. This is it. I'm super psyched. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash OLLC. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash OLLC to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This is incredible. I love it. It's just basic greens. For me personally, this has changed my life tremendously. I'm not a junk food vegan. I don't eat a lot of fake meat, so I'm strictly, strictly greens. And this has been a wonderful, wonderful new addition to my life. So once again, visit athleticgreens.com slash OLLC. And get one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Athleticgreens.com slash OLOC. Yo, yo, Liquid Death, thank you so much for hydrating all my guests, taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water, love your brand, love what you stand for, love what you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. So if you go liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. And if you want to get water, liquid death water, go to amazon.com. But for merchandise and other things that's not water, go to liquiddeath.com slash Toby and get free shipping. Thank you so much, liquid death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst, stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. I'll just be over check, the table check. like this. Check. <laughs> My good vocal. Check vocal testing. Machine. Is it flowing on your chart there?
Oh, yeah, yeah. it's flowing. Let's Are we good? Let's get a check over there. Yeah, okay. check, check, okay. check, check. <clears throat> Welcome to the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm here with Toby Morris. Happy New Year, everybody. It's my first podcast of the year. Um, with really? my brothers here today, Derek Green. Hey, what's up, y'all? And Chappelle Lacey. Happy birthday, Chappelle Lacey. Yes, thank you. Oh, snap. And happy belated birthday to uh, Derek Green here. What? Yeah. He just turned man. 52. Happy belated birthday. What? Happy really? Belated. Yes. Because we're doing this in the future from now. Is this? I'm 52? Wow. Wait, yeah, you turned no, 51. No, I think I'm 52. Oh, he's 52. Happy. Uh, <laughs> come on, man. So I was I'll, like, he almost had me. I was like, I'm pretty good with birthdays. <laughs> this is going to come out next Monday, so it's actually Martin Luther King Day today, too. Word. Yeah. Word. MLK respect Day. MLK. Can I get a word? Respect. 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 Um, <laughs> and we have uh, Chappelle here back in the podcast. Yeah, the first Chappelle. Time, <laughs> yeah. The first time we had Chappelle on here, it was a two-parter. It was episode 98 99. So if you haven't heard those, you can go back and listen to the story of Chappelle Lacey. You can also see that in his comedy. Uh, he talks about that as well. But we're here to catch up with Chappelle because his life's changed dramatically since he's been on this podcast. He actually never left this house. Pretty much this <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> house. We pretty much adopted him. I'm loving this intro. <laughs> Yo, he's, he's, he's actually fucking you know, ate food at this table doing the podcast. I like, ate food here. I take Same naps on the couch. But dude, I can literally <laughs> drive home because I live ten minutes away. But I'm, if I gotta take a nap, I'm a dumb. Hey, I also want to let people know Chappelle is deep dive lazy, aka bootleg Hannibal Burress. Hannibal Burress, which I put. I put his picture. He put, he put a picture of Hannibal Burress. Wow. At, or he uses that as my default for when I what what pops up when I call him. <laughs> It's a picture of Hannibal Burris. It's actually really funny. I've been showing my friends that because I had, I took a picture of it. There's a that's lot hilarious. that's happened with Chappelle. Um, What's going Ch on? Chappelle had Chappelle's world, which is no longer. He's no longer in the podcast game. Yeah, I don't do any podcasting. He was at Thick Boy. He went on his own. It's super proud of you. You left the nest. You're doing all this stuff on your own. Yeah. Independent, DIY, out there grinding every weekend like you were anyway. Yeah. But just it's all about you counting on you. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I mean, yeah, sometimes you got to take it back to that, especially when you you know, there there comes a time where you just feel like, and don't get me wrong, those those uh, platforms, you know, really helped me out and uh, really pushed me to uh, another level. But at the same time, I don't think I ever had a strong passion for podcasting. You know, it's a, there's a lot to it. There's a, it's oh, it's yeah. a lot more than people actually think mm -hmm. about. And you know, I have people come up to me after the shows, and they're always like, "Man, I miss hearing you on the podcasting." And you know, why'd you quit? And I'm just like, I literally don't have a passion for it. But they're like, but you're good at it. You know, there's a lot of things that I'm probably good at that I just had, like school. I could I could have probably been good at school, but that <laughs> shit, I, I had no fucking passion. That's <laughs> a really good point. You know, but I mean, yeah, like you, you, every, everybody has that feeling with something where you're just doing something and it's just like you never. Well, you had to test the waters Yeah, out, you, you know? never you feel the to, spark. and yeah. But at least you did it. You can say like, yeah, hey, I can say I did it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the only thing I ever get excited for and and strongly excited for is my stand up comedy. Like, yeah. like yeah. I just tell people just just come see me live. Like I, I would appreciate that more than anything else than you know someone watching me every week. But because that live feeling is, it's just a different. It's just a different feeling. It's it's. I mean, and I that, there's probably another layer as to why I didn't like podcasting because I don't know. That's it's the connection through. Uh, you know, a screen. And I don't know. Just yeah. like, I don't know. I love that connection on stage with totally. like yeah. some shit that I wrote down and it's just a play on words and all this stuff. There's a lot to it when I'm, you know, writing, you know, these jokes and coming up with a lot of this material and then 
to do that product like live and at the shows it's it's a real it's like doing stand-up comedy is pretty raw yeah you know what i mean because at least like with with songs you have a full fleshed out song before you you know take it to the stage you're not just trying the song yeah, on stage, right, right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, hey, let's just, this song here, I'm gonna just, yeah, hey, I'm gonna just try. I'm gonna just play this riff, and then you guys just start following me. You know, like it doesn't. That would, that would be a whole nother game. Whole, but, but, to, like, yeah, but with comedy, sometimes, shows. sometimes I just have the thought, and I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll do. I'll just try it right now. You know what I mean? See what it does. Yeah, you know, but that's insane. Yeah, but yeah, I, and I love that is more fun to me because it is tricky. Yeah, it's in the moment. It's like, in the moment. Definitely in the moment. You know. Yeah. And, like and playing a new song live is way different than trying a new joke live. Absolutely. I mean, it would be like, let's try out this practice song, like for the first time playing it for an yeah, audience. Or yeah. like, boo, <laughs> what the hell is that? That sucks. <laughs> You're like, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Let, me, let me try this riff. Play Free Bird. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's a no, whole nother, true, a whole nother level, though. I mean, I, I think it's one of the hardest professions out yeah. there. No and, doubt. And I love the fact that it is hard. Yeah. That's, that's my favorite oh, yeah. part about it is that it's, it's, it's so challenging and so hard to be funny. You know, it, it's 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 not a fucking <laughs> easy thing. Yeah. I never imagined it would be. Oh, man, there's one. Uh, just when I was in uh, Virginia doing shows, I, I was like, man, I wrote this thing upstairs. And I was like, oh, I'm about. Ooh, I was like, I think this might hit. And then I went out there <laughs> and it fell so flat. And I even told the crowd because I had I was like you know what I just wrote that shit upstairs and they were dying because it was because it was I was just honest about right. that I actually wrote that upstairs <laughs> and decided to come try it down there you know and a lot of times that's the thing of comedy is that people appreciate is that like oh I have that humility to be able like damn that that didn't work <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. what, what what did y'all like about that one <laughs> but yeah it's fun what I noticed about you that's cool is something that I don't know if Derek does. Is you go back and you study your sets, you watch your mm-hmm. shit, your clips, mm-hmm. and you and you critique and you go back and fine tune stuff that you want to change and fix. I personally could never go back and watch myself a video of myself performing. It would drive me <laughs> crazy. You know what I mean? I don't know why I've never done that. Maybe that's pro- yeah. maybe that's the problem why H two O didn't really go far. But I'm oh, just come on, <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> but you know, I'm like no, critiquing I, your own shit I, is hard. I totally understand, and I don't like to do that. But it actually can help. You know, but not to obsess on it. I yeah. Mean, for, I mean, I know that I don't like to see a lot of stuff that it's like it's done. You know, there's nothing to change. Oh, yet, got but mm. I can understand. I mean, I appreciate when I see other people doing that, and and I start to get comfortable looking yeah. at old stuff because there's certain things like mm, I probably won't do that again. Yeah, and yeah. And yeah. uh, things just like, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to be doing that, and mm-hmm. and just getting little. hints, you know. But I I agree with you. It's difficult for me, but I can see that. Yeah. So important, important in, yeah, in comedy that craft. But I gotta say, I mean, each crowd is gonna be a little bit different, though, right? Depending on where you are. Yeah, well, that well, that's the thing, and that's where you gotta find the consistency. Because, mm. like, yeah, a lot of times a joke, like I always say this, like this is this is a, like an interesting thing, and it's not even a diss, it's not a it's not a shot at anybody. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, comics that are a little bit more woke mm. can't tour the Midwest, mm. all right? Mm-hmm. Because interesting. Because they have this like such woke that like, you know, yeah. and, and, and that goes either way. If right. someone that's like, you know, super on the other side or whatever, like a lot of times it's like, it, it doesn't, it, it just doesn't work anyway. So you have, that's the thing with comedy and like the thing that works for comedians is like, we have to be observant on all aspects. Do you have a Midwest yeah. set 
and a, a no, like, no, 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 no. I point. just I just make it universal. Okay. Yeah, because because it's like I you can't really tell, you know, where I'm at or where where my thoughts truly are, and a lot of a lot of my stuff is about my life, but a lot of things people can relate to, and and you know, um, like like the, I mean the first. Half of my set is just me talking about white people, you know. Yeah. But but here's the thing. Here's the funny thing about I it. I understand. Max, Max sorry, Max said, "Why do you hate us?" No, no, yeah. And, and it's <laughs> but here's the thing. But it's funny because people don't even let me get to the second half where I talk about like my my black side of the, my family and stuff. Right. But I'm yeah. I'm talking off strictly what I was surrounded by. Right. You but know that, what I mean? I mean, but that's. I mean, how can people not understand that when they're yeah. going to a comedy show that you're going to yeah. be talking about things? I mean, what makes, I think for me, comedians so entertaining and, and, and really where I'm really interested in what they're saying when they're talking about real life stuff that yeah, happens yeah. when they're very honest. And yeah. I think this is super yeah. attractive to a lot of people when mm-hmm. you're open and honest and yeah. and it hits harder mm-hmm. too because yeah. especially when tell. it's the stuff we yeah. want to say and we don't really get to say it right. too. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just like I'm just yeah, I'm just telling people exactly right. what the fuck I know and where the fuck I came from. Yeah. So it's kind of hard like some people just aren't they lack this kind of like intelligence <laughs> to understand that and yeah. i think a lot of that mainly that's just because of their own ego right you know what i mean uh i think that's as to why ego or insecurity of some sort because i mean it's very yeah. it's very very rare that someone gets offended by my mm. set but it has happened mm-hmm. you know there, yeah, no, there's, but, yeah. there's been you know a person that just like like yeah why do you talk so much about white people i'm like Bro, I'm telling you where I come from. You're like, I hate white people. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, yeah. Some people, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, like I've had, I've had that like kind of thing. Like I hate, like I hate white people. I'm like, bitch, I drive a Jeep Wrangler. The fuck you talking about? The fuck, I look like. I'm wearing an Oasis jacket. Yeah, I'm wearing an Oasis jacket. You, you think I hate white people? No, I'm talking about a specific type of fucking white person. Yeah. You know, and and, it, and it's just funny how you know, I'm like, you just let me. It's like sit down and just listen. I'll get to another part. <laughs> on my set, don't worry. I get. I'll get to my biological family. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I think going to see comedy now is so important because people are so scared of what to say or get canceled in such a mm. divided, weird kind of world. And yeah. it's like that's a place to go to escape everything. And you can just laugh at shit you might not be able to laugh about on the internet or la- you can go and just get everything out. And you and you're speaking. Yeah. For, you're saying things that some people can't say in 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 the work that they do. Or express what they do, and that kind of sucks as well. But we go, we go to comedy to escape all that, all that. Here's shit. A, here's a funny thing about comedy, and you know, uh, no matter what comedian you like, let's say you go see Kevin Hart. Okay. Right. Say, say you mm-hmm. go see Kevin Hart. Um, in Kevin Hart's audience, no one knows each other's views. True. So there, true. There, there may be some people that are super, you know, this way. There be and there's definitely going to be some people that are stupid the other way. Yeah. But no one knows. Mm-hmm. No one knows what the the person that they're sitting next to, watching and laughing at this one person, just tell fucking funny ass jokes. No one knows. That's the thing about comedy shows is that, like, it's like weird because like, you know, even but even but even you get this sometime like like even at a metal show, there's someone in that audience that fucks with Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. yeah, you see, you, you see what I'm saying? But maybe, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. How strong. I don't know. I don't know. If we, no, absolutely. If we did a, if we did a fucking uh, right. a poll, I don't know how. I don't know how big. It's uh, definitely going to be one. Derek, do you fuck with Google dolls? 
Um, I'm not gonna hate on them. Okay, I okay. mean they're from Buffalo. I know yeah, that, yeah, yeah. and okay. they were big back in the day. Man. Yeah, they have some catchy songs. All, All right, right, cool. All so right. the singer Dep- Separator loves Google Dolls. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but you know, okay, <laughs> love is a strong word. I, yeah. I think that's something Americans use I'll, or I'll say a lot that. of times. But I, it's like you know, respect. No, but yeah, it's it's uh that's the thing with comedy. That's what the interesting part of it is. Yeah. Um. You know, and and as I've grown in comedy, I've been getting a lot of people at my shows. Like, I like hardcore kids are starting to come to like fellow hardcore um, folks are starting to come to to my shows because they're starting to find out about me. Um, But then I'll have like this elderly couple, you know, from like some probably white picket fence neighborhood that's just like enjoying themselves just as much as these hardcore kids over here yeah you yeah. see what i'm saying so like that's the that's the cool thing about comedy and like well at least i feel with my specific style of comedy is that i've like i've, I've made it universal right to where it's like yo you don't have to be one way to listen to this you could just fucking listen to this and I mean, that's how I, mean, I like to write i mean if you're going yeah. to a comedy show i think you're signing up yeah you know to to be like okay i'm gonna have an open mind yes and i'm gonna see something and let my yeah you know Defenses down and let this person tell a story. And yeah, hear yeah, something, yeah. You know, because like, at the end of the day, the, you're like you're signing up for that. Yeah, you're yeah, signing like, up you for that. Know that. You're yeah, like, so yeah. Why yeah. It's funny when people here? do get back because I'm like, bitch, you didn't read my bio. <laughs> Hello, right? <laughs> I was like, you bought the ticket. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> right. <laughs> but that, that that's that's like someone see that, that that can't happen to like like someone knows what they're getting into when they go to a sepultura show. True. Someone knows what they're getting into most when they go to time. a yeah. most yeah. of the time they know exactly what they're getting into the vibes when they the go energy, into these shows. That. But like for comedy, like for where I'm at now, mm-hmm. from where I'm at right now, you know, I'm not I'm like I'm a little bit known, I'm not like well fucking known or whatever, but I think for me right now, yeah, a lot of people are just rolling the dice. I see. On on who I am, you know, or what just I mean? clips that they saw online too. Clips that they saw online. Um, some will just go to my Instagram. Yep. <laughs> One of the funniest. <laughs> this girl comes up to me after the show. This is really funny. You ready for this one? Yes. You appreciate this, Toby. Girl comes up to me after the show, and she goes, uh, "She goes, I never heard of you uh, until I saw that you were coming to the club, the comedy club. I don't know if the comedy club like had." If it was in like the local paper or something, I don't know what the mm-hmm. fuck, how she d- looked upon it. But, um, oh, no, she had frequent to that club. She would go to just comedy shows because she just liked comedy. Yeah. And um, But she always looks up the comedian first. And she says she went to my Instagram before seeing a clip. And she was looking at the mutual follows or whatever, or like, or who followed me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the she decided to come to the show because she saw that Travis Barker followed me. <laughs> I was like, so it was, did, did, did you at least think I was funny or what? Like, fucking, like, you don't play drums? I don't. Yeah, I don't fucking play drums. <laughs> but it's it's like random. Like that's you know, for an example, that's just where that's how, that's just the only way. Like I think right now that people are kind of like finding me. Yeah. And, and, and mm-hmm. until I like actually like film like a like a legit special, then. I think that'll get me a lot more. Oh yeah. Not then. Not I think that will get me a lot more traction. But right now, I'm in this weird area where, you know, a lot of times people are just rolling the dice on the night and just like, oh, this there's a comedian in town. Yeah. You know, but there's some people. There's some people that are fans that know who I am, and uh, you know, and and come to the shows. But 
But then but there's it's got to be cool to have people who are it's actually, never it's, heard it's, of me. It's, it's actually what, cool when great, people yeah. have never heard of me. Right, because I love that. Yeah. The, you know, a lot of times, like, you know, even though that girl said what she said, she was like, I never heard of you. But, yeah. I, but I saw that, that whatever. And then she was like, she genuinely was like, I fucks with you. I'm mm-hmm. a fan. Yeah. And so it, it was cool that, you know, weird way for her to find me or for, for her to decide to go on a sh- to come see a show. But it was really cool that she um, actually appreciated what I did on stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, awesome. yeah, and you know, and she wasn't like all weird about it or anything. Right. But you know, and I think that also, you know, she probably just out of the kindness of her heart was just saying that. But it was, it, it did make me feel weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that I, she was stalking you, or that she, you know. well, it's just like that's a really, that's a weird reason. It's a weird reason to take a. To, to roll the dice on coming to see somebody. <laughs> uh, another thing that really blew you up is the Don't Tell Comedy where you're rocking the blue turnstile shirt. And I think that really catapulted you into more people's eyes from the hardcore world too and that turnstile world, which is a different level of hardcore right now. So just to, just just that shirt, just your clips, that thing, I, I feel like that was a big, that was a big thing for you. So that was a, that actually was a really, 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 really fucking big thing for me because that was something, you know, I, I had a set filmed before on like Comedy Central, but that was so long ago. And, um, uh, were you wearing glasses then? I was not wearing glasses. I saw a picture of Chappelle wearing glasses today and I go, oh my God, oh, you do wear glasses? He goes. Uh, my eyes got better since then. And I see this motherfuckers. <laughs> I see him squinting all the time, bro. He just gave up the glasses. He looks so good in glasses. Anyway, yeah, go to those story. damn things. Okay, go uh, to story. But, uh, <laughs> you know, with the, with that set, I was I was a little weird about uh, filming that don't tell clip because I was because uh, I was like, oh man, I, a lot of this material. I guess I guess uh, let me explain. It. I guess I got to take it back a little bit. So when I moved out here to L.A. in 2018. Um, I started getting like a, a lot of things like pretty, pretty fucking fast. And, um, I think that because was just Travis follows you probably. <laughs> <laughs> Toby's getting his comedic timing really good. Barker. Shout out to T. Barker. Okay, guys. But I'm gonna tell how, <laughs> I know is that okay. how it works. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm going to tell that story too later about Travis. Okay, okay. okay. But, uh, so anyway, so when I moved down here in 2018, I had, I had a set of jokes some of the jokes that you guys have currently heard, but um, um, but like I, they weren't like good, mm. right? When I moved out here, I saw a different level of talent, because back home I was like one of the better, you know, comedians. Big fish and little pond. Yeah, yeah. And when I moved out here, like I realized I was like, oh my, my jokes aren't. There. I was like, the, I was like, I love the topics, but what I'm saying is kind of bleh. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it just, it just had no strong life to them. Mm-hmm. So I was like, don't get rid of these jokes. Cause I was just going to write like new jokes. Cause I was like, yeah, I did all those ones. And, right. and so some of these jokes, I like, um, yeah. So things started happening for me pretty fast. Like I, I got on a big comedy festival. I got a manager within the fifth month of me living out here. Uh, you know, saw me doing stand up. I, uh, I got, a uh, this, the comedy central festival. Like this was all, Within like a year and a half of me living Play with out Rollins. here, yeah, with Rollins, like doing doing some pretty big gigs that don't really happen that quick for a lot of people um, when they move out here from a different from a different uh, from a different city, yeah, uh, a city that they were like the head honcho in, you know. And I'm not saying I what I was a bad comedian. I just think it. I just don't think 
I did a lot of like the stuff that I had justice, right? So I started building on all this stuff. And then when it came to the Don't Tell set, which was, uh, that was filmed last year. Um, and I didn't want to do it cause I was like, Oh, I got, I, I was like, I'm, you know, I got these jokes and you know, they're, they're not, they're not really done yet, but you know, I don't really want to film this. But when I look at it, that was just like a trailer of what I, of what I'm about to like film here soon. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so actually that, yeah, I w- I did not want to do that. Don't tell set. I didn't want to film it. Damn. But then my manager had convinced me um, to do so. And so when I filmed it and then they, they said, don't wear it black, which is the only fucking color I wear all the time. <laughs> 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 and so with wearing the turnstile shirt, that's like the brightest shirt I have. And so wearing that and what that did for me, crazy, not only man. through like comedy, but, it got a it got another layer of uh people that come from where ooh that come from you know where i come from to see me which mm-hmm. was almost like that's kind of like man that's like a i don't even know how to explain that feeling it it's like it's just a warm feeling it, it it's like wow you guys you're seeing me for this and it's cool cuz we all like the same fucking music they checked you out know? because they saw her doing the clip wearing the turnstile shirt. I heard people tell you that. Yeah, so a lot and of people. So a lot of, so a lot of people were like commenting and and writing, even like sliding my DMs. They're like, "Yo, went to your clip because I saw the turnstile shirt. Stayed because of the comedy." Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, they, which is which is wild, which is like a a cool feeling to you know, I don't know. It's just it's it's just it was just really cool and very organic and like. I don't know, like to have those people come up to come like enjoy my comedy mm-hmm. as well is like I don't know, it just fucking feels dope. No, it's, it's great awesome. where the music is the connector. Yeah, know, yeah, that, that really. Yeah, I and, can understand and, that. Yeah, and, and and for me, like I don't, I don't feel like a, or act like a like a like a star mm. or anything like that. Like I just I just love to. Just do when you named our Trav, it's all good. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's a, he's a star. He's and I want to say that Chappelle is a turnstile fan because I saw his his big ass in the pit at a turnstile oh, shirt yeah. poking with a bunch of little kids around. It was, and he was like, I can get out of this pit. I'm going to hurt somebody. And he so was even moshing. He was just poking. It was so funny. I was, I was just so big. It's just like, you just see these little kids. It's like you poking. Yeah, yeah I'm just yeah. poking. Yeah, it's. It was amazing. <laughs> I was like, Toby, hold my hat. <laughs> I'm going in. I'm going in. I would but, be the back of Adam if I did yeah, right. something like that if I jump out but, there. But I have another cool story about the uh, Turnstile show. But um, as I was saying, though, um, yeah, just that world colliding like that. But, yeah, I, I don't right. necessarily feel like a st- – like a. Like I don't think of, like, f- fame or anything like that. I just love to, to, do, to do the things that I do. And if it happens to get me on a level that's just, like – pretty big then that's that's what happens but for the most part i do like i enjoy being a human mm-hmm. you know like i love having a clock in and a clock out i do that you know what i mean mm-hmm. like because and, and and even if i didn't want to i still do because i think at the end of the day when I, when i when i get off stage and i and i'm driving home from doing my sets and i'm getting ready for bed that point in time when i'm getting ready for bed and driving home like that whole thing that, I'm not Chappelle the comedian right there. I was I was Chappelle comedian on the stage about an hour ago, mm-hmm. but I'm at home, you know, right. getting ready for You're bed. Just plain ass Chappelle. That's the yeah. same, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of and so that's how I. That's like, that's what I feel like. It's right. like, yeah, like 
almost like Superman when I'm right. <laughs> when I'm on the, on the stage. But when I'm when I come home, just Clark Kent, you know, yeah. just I mean, sitting that- here and I, you know, I'll watch TV, I'll watch some YouTube videos or whatever, and just enjoy my my simple times. You know what I mean? And and so so when people do treat me in a way that's like with this level of excitement, it, it is very appreciating. But but it is, you know, it's not something that I look for necessarily when with this shit. So. So with that being said, the 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 people that are coming to see my shows because they saw my Don't Tell clip and they saw the Turnstile shirt and they also fuck with that music, it it more so like I don't feel like they're fans as much as I feel like they're almost like this family, mm-hmm. you know, or like, yeah, that, like and that's or like mu- this like cool mm-hmm. connection. It's like yeah, n- like not family because that's a, that's a bit much, but like <laughs> it's it's a con- it's a connection that's it's community. Very it's community. It's mm-hmm. very community is what mm-hmm. it what it feels like you well, know that, well, like, that's that's the hardcore in you too because you're not just a comedian you're a music fan you're a massive music head and you and you have a band and you love punk rock and that really helped and changed your life yeah. so that that that's where your i think your morals and everything lie you know and then then also you love comedy and that's what you do yeah so you have a connection with the music scene and that's the community which is like uh it's very supportive and it is like a family strong. we know the yeah. hardcore scene all that's like a family yeah Super yeah strong. exactly so <laughs> so yeah to see those to see someone in an audience rocking a, a fucking mad ball shirt or something yeah. it's just like it's, it's dope it's like i know why you're here yeah, yeah i know why you're i know why you're in the audience oh, yeah. and that's it's beautiful and and but like like recently the last turnstile show i went to um was back home in arizona i took my nephew to go go see them and um that's just one band that just makes me get in the pit <laughs> it's very it's like other, most bands don't make me want to get in the pit but they uh, but i get in theirs and I, you know, I remember getting in the pit and, you know, once they finished the song, the lights, they, they had like the lights on the crowd. And then all these people were like, holy shit, Chappelle Lacey. And it was, it was, <laughs> it was fucking crazy, you know, but, but it was all love, you know, right. and it didn't feel like, um, like this, uh, yeah, yeah, they were excited and like, you know, f- uh, fans of course, but like, but it's all love. It's like, Hey, we're here together. Like we're all, it's all fucking, mm-hmm. we're all good go to march to this music. We're all going to, you know, pogo to these jams, you know, like that's yeah. like the, that's the coolest feeling is that like, I feel one mm-hmm. with it. Like, I don't feel above right. the, those, those people that are in that pit as well that, that, you know, coming up and recognizing me and wanting to take a picture. Like, I feel like one, it's like, yeah, we're, this is, it's what the fuck we do. That's what hardcore is. That's yeah. what punk rock yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. We can I hang mean, out with the singer after the show and buy a T-shirt from him. I mean, I you know remember I mean? Yeah. at a very uh, young age seeing an album. For example, my friend was like, check out, this is Metallica. And I was like, Metallica? I was like really in the stage of my life where I was just like hardcore punk rock. <laughs> yeah. Few like old rock bands, but mm-hmm. then metal, I was like, mm, unquestionable just because... I was thinking about lyrical content. I just couldn't really relate to it. And at that time, I just didn't have any experience so much into the whole metal world. But when he showed me that album and what drew me in, I was like, oh, that dude's got like a Misfits patch or a sticker. And I was like, okay, I'm going to mess with this. Like, I'm going to check it out. And it was instantly hooked. Mm -hmm. You know, it was Ride the Lightning uh, album. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. But... It was the fact that they were messing with, you know, misfits and they had all these punk rock stickers. I was like, oh, wow, uh-huh. this is really, it's crazy really how it cool. is. Like somebody else's influence is 
make you open-minded, check them out. Oh, it's like, yeah. like, oh, mm-hmm. there's going to be something that we relate to. There's going to be some connection here. And I'm curious, like very curious now, but it still yeah. has yeah, an yeah, effect. Yeah, yeah, it still day. has an effect. Like, yeah. You, you, know, you see somebody with a shirt and you're like, oh, oh what are they yeah. up to, you know? Like, Especially because like our world is like so niche. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. not you don't see people... Like you see a Rolling Stones T-shirt like every day. True, it's true. No <laughs> knock to them. No yeah, knock no, to them. No, but you see Rolling those shirts yeah. every day. Right. Yeah. You're not gonna see someone in yeah. a freaking Leeway shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do, you're like, yeah, 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 it, it, yeah exactly. You're right. You know. No, I hear that. Yeah. Um. So, so so since then you've just been on tour doing your shit. Yeah, and I and that's what I love the most. Like I said, man, like that, like being on stage and doing the live thing. That's where I, I just, I just feel it all, mm. you know. Like that's where, not saying I get the, like the most fulfillment. Like I mean, I, there's a lot of things that I feel fulfillment. Like I, when I go to hardcore shows, I feel like that fulfillment. But yeah. so like the fulfillment, I feel like that I've always felt since I was a kid going to shows. That's the fulfillment I get when I'm when I walk out on that stage to tell jokes. It's right. like it's just, I mean, it's I don't know. Like it, I, I don't know how to. Explain like yeah, you guys all know the feeling of touching yeah. the stage, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and it's just you're right there with these people. Yeah, you're right there with this, with and you're this getting audience. that instant feedback from your art, instant yeah. feedback, which is something yeah. that's really incredible. You know, yeah. with music as well. You mm-hmm. know, you're playing your art, and then you're getting that feedback instantaneously. Yeah, yeah the only way I know a joke will work is if I do it right there. Right. I can't, I can't <laughs> just like, hey, let's see, let's see what this this <laughs> some, this, this mirror thinks. <laughs> We make like a video online. So in the mirror. Than do it, then doing it live, then like just put, posting a video of it. Like just seeing the re- feeling the reactions so different. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I don't necessarily like the clips, uh, posting clips online. Hmm. Uh, a lot of comedians do post clips online and a lot of like the crowd work stuff. I don't necessarily like doing that. Also, I don't really want to talk to the crowd. <laughs> I and I've done it before, and like it's one of those things that yes, I'm really good at it, but I I'd, I'd rather I. The hardest part of comedy is writing a structured joke. Mm-hmm. Mm. Crowd work. Someone could be a year in, mm-hmm. two years in, and and have you know a good moment of a crowd work, mm-hmm. uh, and that you could post that clip and that thing goes viral. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, wh- whatever. But I, I just love. I don't know. I, I, I just love the harder routes. I guess right. there's just something about it. And I, I, I probably because I love breaking things down to a science. And if it's and if I feel like something's like too easy, then I'm just I don't like doing it. Right. But because yeah. I love the, the the work. Yeah. I love I love to work. I love to figure out. I love this. I love for something to be thrown at me that I'm so confused about. And then I figure it out, and I go, "Damn, there it is!" Right. That reward to me is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's a great feeling. Absolutely. Do you figure out you have a lot more to learn about comedy still? Fuck yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. The Stuff thing that you're working the, on. The thing that I'm excited about, excited for the most, is after I do my first special, I'm excited for what I talk about next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm already ex- like. And I don't know what that is yet, because <laughs> mm-hmm. the focus is a lot of the stuff that I've been doing right now. And I have like a few ideas already, but, you know, once that stuff is done and it's graduated or whatever, I can't wait to, that's the thing I'm excited for, like after the fact is what I'm going to talk about next. Because just knowing what I did to build, the, uh, you know, for for this 
for what I have now, and and it's continuing. It's still continuing to grow. Um, but knowing what I did to get to get there, I can't wait to see what I do to to get to the this other stuff to talk about. But also, yeah. I do I do read a lot, mm-hmm. so I, I read a lot, and what, through the reading and also the journaling, that's how I find a lot of stuff. So yes, there are things that are already in my head that I'm like, oh. I could see that being something, you know, and being something that I just connect with. So, like, the stuff, like, on Don't Tell and the stuff that you talk about, um, you've been talking about, once that goes to a special, you kind of retire that stuff and move on to the next stuff, correct? Yeah, so the Don't Tell clip was like only, putting like, a record out or I something. think it's only, like, I think that was only, like, nine minutes yeah. of, of, a, of a set. And also those jokes I did on that Don't Tell set, like, it's a good set, but it's not It's not my favorite. It's not my favorite yeah. set. I I... I I look at it and I go, ah, I could have done better. Uh, but for where I was at at that time, and you know, because I was on the road featuring, I wasn't headlining yeah. as much as I am now. So when I filmed that set, that was when I was still featuring. I wasn't headlining. So a lot of those jokes were opening set kind of jokes. Yeah. You know, uh, or will, will not will the, not opening set jokes. They were opening set like style, like or yeah. like the the you know, the timing and whatever. And so those jokes, I'll look back at them now and I'm like, damn, I've added so much right. to that, to that joke right there. I've yeah. added so many damn things. It's, yeah. And so that's how I think of it. It's like, yes, it is a trailer in comparison to what I'll deliver, you know, in a full special. It's like us touring on the same record for like nine or 10 months. Like I can't wait to make a new record. I've been doing the same songs over and over again. This is all we have. Right. And yeah, then, and, yeah. Then, and then you get to like, once you put it out there, you kind of retire some of those jokes, and then and then maybe throw one of those old ones back into the set list of the new jokes. Yeah, yeah. Moving yeah. forward, right? Yeah. Well, there's one joke of mine, like there's one that's always going to stay. Like we have a song we're never not going to play. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I want. I yeah. want it. I mean, there's this one joke I have. You know, a lot of times it does not happen like that with comedians, but some comedians do go up and do like an encore set because they'll shout out people will shout out like their favorite jokes. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, to do Fluffy, Gabriel Iglesias. Yeah. Uh, this dude Brian Regan, he has a bunch of jokes where uh, Burt Kreischer has a joke where the crowd has to hear it every time, and it's it's an encore <laughs> yeah. joke. Yeah, and you know, th- there's a joke of mine that has been a joke that people just fucking love, and uh, it's the cheerleading joke. Yeah, man, <laughs> this shit goes hard. And I was that was one viral too, right? One of them. Yeah, that yeah. was the one that like really, really, really popped, and. It's so funny because I, I mean, I was like, yeah, it's fucking just a joke, you know, whatever. Because uh, people don't think it's real; they don't think you really yeah. were a cheerleader. So exactly. Oh yeah, I'll get asked Shot that. Right. I'll them. get that asked that all the time. I go, why the fuck would I lie about that? Uh. Of all things I can make up, <laughs> you think I'm gonna just make up being a cheerleader? Yeah. Of all things I can fucking think about to make uh. up, why would that be the damn thing? Why would I say right. I was I was a master chess player? <laughs> you know what I mean? I can say that. Why would I choose cheerleading? That, would, that wouldn't be that funny. Though. I, I yeah. mean, yeah, like I, a master chess. Player. I think I can make it funny, but <laughs> <laughs> but just your whole story. Then you throw that in the end, whatever. Like what? Yeah, they're, they're like cheerleader. But if you listen to my whole story, you should go. Damn, this makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but it 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 does catch people off guard, and so that joke. I was somewhere. I was somewhere on the road, and I stopped doing it because it was a joke that went viral, and yeah, you know, people, people really liked it, and I stopped doing it. And then, you know, I was doing a weekend of shows, and people, like every show, people were like, "Yo, why did you do the cheerleading joke?" And I was like, "Cause you know it." And they're like, "But we want to see it live." Mm. 
Mm. And I was like, you really want to see that damn joke? And I was like, oh, shit. So then I just make it. I get the, that. I make it the very last joke of the yeah. set. Because it's, because yeah, I'll just, I go, you know. And it's funny, man. Like, I'll, I'll go, you know, I'll start off. So I used to be a competitive cheerleader. And then people will, like, fucking. Lose Yes. <laughs> Like, yeah. and it'll be, sometimes it'll be like these bros that are like, fuck yeah. <laughs> He's doing the fucking cheer joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro dudes that would never fucking cheer. This. Yeah, they would never cheer in their fucking lives. <laughs> so like girls get excited for it and fucking dudes get excited for it. It's, it's so funny. Yeah, and what about backflips? You can retire backflips? Fuck yeah, and fuck them damn things. Them things <laughs> hurt. Yeah, <man>. Fucking. <laughs> and yeah, fuck a bad, oh god damn. <laughs> and, then, and then, so we know you have Mad Peaceful. Um, a band now. You have a couple. A wow, band. you know my band. Damn, no, you, you really you, did your deep dive. <laughs> you know, you got, you got songs that are already out. You know what I mean? Like, and um, you're playing shows. And uh, how important is the music to you as much as the, is the, is the comedy? Well, with the the and mu- I sang on the song "Only Way." Yes, thanks totally. for having wow. me. Wow, oh, he did his deep yeah. dive, dude. My you're deep dive like, like Nardwar, <laughs> man. <laughs> how did you know that? I'll get, to, I'll get you under oath back tat. Don't worry. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> I forgot you do know that. And your demon system tag. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, so <laughs> Mad Peaceful, you know, that was a thing. Dur- so during the pandemic, none of us comedians could like do in- – there was a point in time where everything was shut down. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. – um, Oh, we know. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting here, like, I'm sitting here yeah. acting <laughs> like you guys did. <laughs> so there was this thing that happened, guys. <laughs> just uh-huh. yeah, right? Go on. Go on. Tell me. <laughs> but so during that time, me and my buddies, we just, you know – that are also comedians, um, we just started jamming, you know, because the uh, practice studios or practice spaces were open and we all fuck with music. And yeah. I knew someone that played bass. I knew someone that played guitar. I knew someone that drum. And, and they're all so, comedians. Uh, yes. So actually, one, two of them are not comedians, but they're, they're from the comedy world okay. in a sense. Mm. Uh, but... You know, we just started jamming and we started doing covers and we wanted to do this thing where we were going to film this thing of us like just doing these cover songs. He did film a couple, I remember back we then. We filmed a couple. Yeah. We never, never, ever put them out. Yeah. I think I'm the only person that has that footage. I've never released that footage oh, or anything man. like that uh, because the audio was kind of weird. Okay. But maybe Very I'll just, DIY, yeah. Yeah, but maybe I'll, I'll post one just for people to see it. But um, yeah, we started doing the covers and then I just one day came in with a guitar riff and I said, Hey, um, I wrote this song and they were like, all right. And then I just started playing it and then they started jamming it with me and then made it into a full song. And then I just started coming in with a bunch more. Cause what I was song just, was that? It's actually a song that we never released. What? Yeah. yeah or we never recorded or anything. Is it the black Threat it's, number it's one a, single? No, no, no. That was, that was the first, actually that was the first song I wrote. <laughs> That was the first. That was the first song I wrote. Was that one? But <laughs> for the listeners, we had a band called Black Threat. It's not out yet. Yeah, we recorded one song. One song. Me, Derek, Chappelle, Max on drums, and Tim Armstrong. It was an awesome day. Yeah, incredible. Chappelle it, brought this riff in. Derek on bass. It was sick. Yeah. And we wrote a song one day. We have all the song. We haven't did vocals. Nothing. Yeah. We had all these dreams. We had all these dreams. <laughs> We were like, yo, we'll do a seven inch. We'll do yeah, we were ready for photos. But I want, I want to put this out there. I want to try to do something this year with at least yes. one or two songs, dude. I agree. Such I a know. great name. Black Threat's such a hard name. And I, I still have the file, too. And you wrote I, that song. We brought yeah. it to life. Yeah. That was the first song I wrote. And I, yeah, I sent that to Tim or whatever. And 
And he was like, "Yo, I was working that riff that you're playing, you know." So <laughs> is that your Tim? Yeah, sorry. that's my Tim. That's my Tim impression. I don't know how I don't know how it sounds, but I hope <laughs> I hope people understand that that's Tim Armstrong. Um, yeah, I was working that riff, you know. You know. <laughs> that was a good. One. Yeah, shout out to Tim Armstrong. We love you. Magpies one. Magpies soon. Magpies crew. Um, so he brought the riff to the comedian crew in yeah, the studio, and then just started making these songs, and then I started writing a shitload of songs, and then. Uh, and then at, at one time we only had one guitarist, and then I brought in my one of, one of my buddies that from back home uh, to be the second guitarist, and he's 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 a dope one, and he uh, shout out to Chase, but he he writes a lot too, and so Chase and I we're like this, I don't know, our writing process is just insane, you know. He'll have a riff, I'll have a riff, and then sometimes we'll combine these riffs, and then yeah, one day I was just like fucking, you know, <laughs> that's. A riff. I mean, well, through the encouragement of you too, Toby. Yeah. Um, I was just like, yeah, we should we should try to record this shit, and and you linked us with uh, Paul Miner. Paul Miner, shout out to shout out to Buzz Bomb Studios. Buzz Bomb Studios. For the listeners, Paul Miner did all the H two O records. He did Terry did everything. Chad Gilbert oh, produced. I mean, he brought it through Buzz Bomb. Yeah. Studios. Nothing so, to prove so much. I legit. mean, fucking. He's from Death Place Stereo. He's very legit. legit. He's legit. Incredible very engineer legit. and producer. Yeah. Incredible. And a Incredible. nice guy. He's a nice guy. Yes. Wonderful human. <laughs> and so, yeah, we we had only had five songs at the time. But before we recorded anything, we did a show first. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we did the uh, at program yep. skate, sh- skate, uh, skate and sound. Is that what that yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we did we did that first and then. We recorded these songs and Black Flag meets Agnostic Front is wow. how Toby describes. That's it. the thing Matt Peaceful is to me, man. Because East East and West Coast vibes. Description, yeah, yeah. It is it is interesting because I, I I mean, I just wrote what I felt and then I just sang it the way I felt I should sing it. Have you always wrote and did poems or wrote in journals your whole life? That started later on in life. Uh, I've always written, but a lot of but but all the stuff I was writing before I, I threw away. Okay. I would throw I would throw shit away all the time, but I was always thinking and always um, curious, and I would always love putting my my thoughts out on onto something. Yeah. But yes, a lot of stuff that I wrote before, um, I did I just threw it away. You think I it was mean, good I had, or something? Well, a lot of it was journal, wasn't songs. Okay. Um, actually, I wrote a love album for a girl. I forgot about that. Wow. Yeah. What? Whole album. That's intense. Yeah. And you sang it? Yeah. Is there recordings of this? No. Damn. Oh, I lost that fucking CD. What was it called? The album? Brutality in the Making. <laughs> <laughs> Did this girl break your heart or something? Jesus. I, well, no. It was a love. It was a love album. Brutality love. in the Making. Yeah. Wow. Jesus. But I had to keep it. I had to keep it punk because it was all acoustic songs. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. And I was in high school, so it was like I had to keep it like wow. I had to keep it punk. You know. So I was Wait, like, where is she now? This girl. It's great. Uh, she's. she's Doing great in life is what she's doing. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Are you in touch with her still? Yeah. Did she like the songs? She she made fun of me about those songs. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, that is and then so I was like, I was like, yo, give me that, give me that shit back. <laughs> I was like, I'll write a new. I think this is talked about in comedy, man. Yeah, this I was like, I'll, I'll write a new girl's name in this fucking album. <laughs> right, there you go. <laughs> I know, but I didn't have a new girl to write. <laughs> wow. So yeah, I wrote a whole wrote a whole album, all original songs written by me. Um, uh, shout out to my homie Brett. We, I would go to his house, and he had the, he was the only person that had a Mac at the time. And Macs were like, like the Macs were like new, right. and it had GarageBand on it. Sick. And so, okay. and so this so was this was it. like this was literally like two thousand four, two thousand five, or something like that. And 
I remember we were going we were going to his room and above his room outside his door he had a red light so his mom wouldn't fucking come in because we were making hits talk. <laughs> and so <laughs> <laughs> making hits. Yeah. So we I wrote a whole album for her and there was one there was one song that was like screaming. Damn. Yeah. And uh but yeah, so but anyways a lot of but then I had wrote a bunch of journals. Okay. And those journals I like threw away. They were too I was I don't think I was ready for I wasn't mature enough for the for how honest they were. Gotcha. So so yeah, I've I think I've always just been writing. That's all awesome. The time. Yeah. yeah. So you'd say you start writing songs about peace when it started flowing. Yeah. There's a lot I'll, of great songs you guys have, man. Yeah, and, and we laugh about it because we're like, man, and then people just <laughs> people people will come up and say really nice things to us about our band. <laughs> and we kind of <laughs> laugh about it because we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> but I think I think this is one of the main reasons why we do work is I I do think we are very very talented, but also I think none of us are on any, any fuck shit. Yeah, like we don't do any fuck shit. Like we keep we keep things pretty pretty straight. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we we don't do anything crazy. We're not out there, you know, fucking people over or any, like we're all just very very positive. Uh, people and we just grounded try to, individuals. Yeah, we're just grounded individuals, and and we just were able to come together and write these songs. And yeah, people people like to book us. I mean, we you guys playing everywhere, all kinds of yeah. Places. We we do play we do play a lot of places, which is really cool. So I'm psyched to hear you guys on the real PA and the real stage soon too. I know. Yeah, we have we haven't had that yet. <laughs> We've been doing a lot of DIY spots. Once you can hear yourself for the first time, I know. <laughs> we saw the show at the Troubadour. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! yeah. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Come on, yeah. Man. Good point. You know what's so funny? Have like a monitor. You know, yeah. So uh, th- at that show, I remember we were doing soundtrack, sound check, and they were asking me what I wanted in my monitors. <laughs> my vocals. And I said, there. "No, I said yeah. vocals. I said the drums, homie." <laughs> you know what I said? People were looking at me crazy, like the drums, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, dog." And they were like, "Why?" I was like, "Well, that's what. That's the thing I connect with." Mm. Why is that crazy? I don't know. They just they everyone looked at me like. People you think serious? guitars you need in there, yes, or I don't know. You need drums. You need the rhythm. Yeah. So, like, that's the thing that I like. One that gets me the most hype is yeah. the drums. Right. And my drummer's really dope. Shout right. out to Joel Jimenez. Um, but that's what I vibe with the most, and that's what gets me the most yeah. amped and, like, gives me, that, gives me that push yes. yeah. to be a front man. Right. And so that's what I like to hear. Yeah. I usually, like, kick and snare. Yeah. Oh, really? Guitar, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all I need. Yeah, yeah. Kick, snare, and guitar. Mm-hmm. That's smart. Yeah. yeah. I'll even tell. Like, I'll, it's funny because I always tell Joe, like, "Hey, I know we didn't record it this way, but do, like, add this thing right here because when you do that, it gives me like this boom, and I'm and I'm like, I, you know, do this. I don't. know, It just gives me like a yeah. extra umph. And his, so he's like, "Oh, I got you. Hell yeah. yeah!" So that's what I like vibe with. Mm-hmm. Will this, this be your first show coming up? Will you not wearing flat-footed Vans on stage? <laughs> Yeah. Yo, my feet hurt. <laughs> I, I was trying can to tell them. Yeah. Dude, I, I didn't, wish somebody I, told me at a very young age. Even when it's important for the people listening. The I didn't know that time period. You know, like back in the back in the day, back in the day. everyone was like Air Force, like they were wearing uh, Nike. Yes. Oh, like that the, the highs. And, oh no, are you, are you talking about like the shoes you wear now? Yeah, got I mean, it, got I mean, it. I don't know why I didn't wear those on stage so much. It was like definitely Vans and and learned the hard way. Yeah, yes, my dude. I, for years. As cool as Ramones looked in Converse and Ian McKay and those <laughs> yeah, bands, yeah, yeah. 
sense. That shit is no joke, man. I mean, when you're on going your off, you know, you definitely. It, it, and I jump. Yeah, yeah, I jump in the air a lot. Yeah. And I, I, I just didn't know because I was like, damn, why the fuck do my feet hurt? Yeah, it's. I, and and I, I never put two and two together uh, until he said something. Mm-hmm. Well, because we were hanging out with um, Sam from uh, Drain. Sam from Drain, and he's yeah. like, yo, I, I, changed, I, I was wearing Vans forever. Now I'm wearing ho- hookahs. Hocus. Hocus, yeah. It's like it's a game changer. He said it's a game changer. Your jumps are great. Because we see Derek, we rock the same shoes you rock at Runyon on stage. Mm-hmm. Freddie, you know I mean? too. Freddie. Yeah, 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 everybody can't, I know. I can't wear, uh, you know, any of those shoes that I wore in the past. And as dope as that. On it, stage. Dope as it looks like rocking yeah, Vans, jumping incredible. in the air. Yeah. When you land, your shit does. I was even watching. I was watching a recent uh, a, a youth of t- oh. today one, uh, a more recent video of them. Ray, he was wearing like athletic shoes. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I just didn't he still know. Still got jumps, man. Yeah. I just didn't I mean, know. They did create those vans that were more uh, for like. Uh, with yeah, the the, um, it's okay though, and man. And, and I wore comfy those cush. for a little while. Yeah. Comfy yeah. cushion. Comfy cushion. Those are nice. cute. <laughs> but uh, when it got to a professional level, yeah. it was like, you know, I need something that's like. And you, you supporting. felt the difference. Oh, absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. What do you, what do you think? A major influences are Matt Peaceful. Major influences, man. It comes from so, from so many different places. It, it's weird because there was a guy that was asking me where I got a lot of my influences from. He goes, man. He goes, what about with this song when you wrote this one? It was just some some kid that was geeking out after a show. It was the one fan we have. Uh, but shout him out. What's up? Shout him out. I've, his name was Daniel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he um, he was asking me about a lot of songs. So honestly, the songs come from all over the fucking I, place. I can see that. Like, like the one that the song Control that we have. That's maybe, maybe Janet Jackson influence. Janet Jackson influence. <laughs> no, no, no. That that honestly, it weirdly enough, I was listening to an Incubus song. Nice. And it's a harder song. But I was listening to this Incubus song, and and it's old Incubus. Yeah. And it was a harder Incubus song, and so I was listening to that. And also, like, there's, like, Orange Nine uh, yeah, Millimeter man. in that song. For sure. As well. And then with a little twist of, like, Corn and Rage. So in cool. A sense. Yeah. So that song, that's where a lot of that was coming from. The song that you're on, Only Way. Yeah. That's... Okay, so that influence from that song was like GBH, Give Me Fire, and Warzone, We're the Crew. Sick. So, <laughs> it's a sick so, fucking mix. So, yeah, I the, saw them play together at the Ritz once. Yeah, yeah. So the, the Warzone, Warzone. Uh, We're the Crew, when it does the, you'll never know. So that bust. So that part. And well, also, and also, there. Here's here's the, the deep cut for this one. Uh, even the song's like, it's fucking year old, <laughs> like it's an old one. Uh, but so that 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 vibe of uh, where where the crew is like kind of like somewhat of the main riff, and then that the verse of that song is like the GBH give me fire. Yeah, yeah. And then the outro of the song after you and I stop singing, where one guitarist just goes off on a crazy solo. That's from Oasis. Wow. Whoa. So I was listening to this Oasis song, and um, I, I wrote that song with Max. Max. That's right. Max actually helped me write that song, uh, Only Way, Yeah. in the in the garage. And I just had the, those three chords at the end. And then I was listening to this Oasis song, 
and it had a similar vibe at the end with those three chords. I think they do a little bit more, but it was the solo where he just carries it out. And so I called my guitarist, uh, Chris, and I said, hey, listen to this part of this song. I said, just listen from this this section to this section. And he was like, okay, cool. He's listening to it. And then I said, do that for uh, to close out Only Way. Because I, like, I was like, I don't know how to close this song out. Mm. And so I was trying to figure out what to do to close it out. Yeah. And then when I hit him with that, he just gave the crazy solo at Sick, the end that made, it made sense with it. And it's got the two-step vibe to it at the yeah. end as well. And then, uh, but yeah, and then with Chase, he wrote the, that funkier one that we yeah, have that's yeah. more like hip-hop. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. It's good. Dun, yeah, dun, dun. yeah. He wrote that one, and it, and it goes into like a thrash riff for the for the verse. Yeah, that's one of my faves, actually. So the, yeah, yeah, that one, it's funny. We didn't mean to make it funky, <laughs> but Joel couldn't play it the way we wanted to, and so he just made it funky. And, and cool. then he was like, man, he goes, I, I don't know. He goes, I just feel this. And he said it in like a goofy way. And we were like, that's it. And it so it works, man. And so it worked. But yeah, a lot of the inspiration, I would say, damn, it comes from a lot of fucking places. I, uh, whew. Okay. Whew. Yeah, I would say, yeah, AF, Agnostic Front. I would I would say Black Flag. But also I'd say um, the songs I'm like writing now. Damn, they have like a, some like Nirvana influence. That's cool. Uh, it's because I listen to so you much. Listen to everything, dude. but but like I try to make it the core of it, like yeah, the punk and hardcore. But I just flare it up with like a lot of the things that I really really like. Yeah, you know, spice and, it up with everything. Yeah, and so that there's, a, I mean, there's un- under oath. I was gonna ask you that, like, how important was under oath? Obviously, I have a back tattoo, which I didn't even know. <laughs> it's a way later. Like there were, there was a big part of your life under oath. Under oath, yes, I would say so. I never got into any band of that genre. Yeah, like the, it just seems. There's no other for band everything like you I listen really... to. For me personally, do you ever talked about? <laughs> it seems like to be the most obscure of it everything is, you listen very, to. It's a very obscure one. Even with Slipknot, Corn and stuff, you like. I'm like, I get it. And but Counting the, Crows. Yeah, I don't but, get that. <laughs> <laughs> But then the Under Oath, I was like, yo, that just seems so random to me. So that band specifically, I just love their energy and their vibe. Yeah. And they they have really they have really great songs that I like. And also I'm fascinated with their drummer. Okay. Because the thing I watch the most when I'm uh, at shows is the drummers. Yeah. And because I wish I could fucking drum. Yeah. That's why. But so their drummer is fucking amazing. His name's Aaron Gillespie. And he... He's just a powerhouse yeah. behind that kit. And then with that, with all the, the rest of the guys, like it just brings off this like beefy energy. And they're like these little skinny white dudes. But it, it's so strong and powerful. And I and I love that in a like I love when I hear a song and then I go see it live. It's like fuck. It's even better. It's live. even yeah. better. And so yeah, I'm a big under oath geek, but I that was the only band of that genre that I actually got into. Like I didn't get into any of those like metal core yeah. type, um, your whether your hair's over your eye, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I didn't. <laughs> you ever tried like, growing oh, that? Hell no. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that was the only band of that um, of that genre that I actually really really liked, and because I just you know think their songs are great and their their vibe was dope, and they were just I love when a band just goes out there and they just fuck shit up. Yeah. And then and then they get off stage and they're like, yeah, we already did it. 
you know? Yeah. Like, it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, nothing. It, it, he put it all on the stage, and then they get off stage, and they're like, yep. Another random it. one you have is Demon System Tat, which is an obscure hardcore band from Demon Sweden. System, yeah, Demon System 13. Yeah, it looks like, like, from a, Sweden. It looks like a gang tat. I, I, I was like, what is it? It does look like a gang tat. <laughs> and so it's like the most obscure, but you ever heard of them before, Derek? No, never. <laughs> so Demon System 13 is a band from uh, Umeå, Sweden. Um, okay. I think it's um, Umeå, yeah, yeah uh, Sweden. Uh, and that, sw- Sweden had like a, Really, they probably still. I think they still do because they they're always coming out with newer bands and stuff. But um, a really, really, really dope hardcore scene, and that was I got into that hardcore before I actually got into like New York hardcore, yeah. New, York, New York hardcore. Yeah, uh, cool. Before I actually got into that stuff, so Demon System Thirteen was a band that just every fucking thing they did, every song they ever written is like bible to me. Dang, you know, how'd you hear them? It's just so random. Yeah. Damn, that's a good question. Totally random. Oh, was it through the Refused or something? Or? No, it wasn't. I found out about Refused because of Demon System gotcha. 13. Okay, yeah, that makes so sense. So that's how it, because the guitarist of Demon System 13, his brother is Dennis. Wow, okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. yeah, Deep Dive Lacey. So yeah, yeah. He's, coming, he's coming on the pod in May. I'm excited. Yeah. Shout out to Dennis. And so, yeah, shout out to Dennis. And so. so I, I didn't say Dennis. Oh, got it. I said Dennis. Um, <laughs> shout out to my dentist. Shout out to my dentist. He's <laughs> some more gold. I'm just kidding, guys. That's another influence for our band. Refused. Okay. Um, Refused. So. Yeah. But um, anyway, so yeah. Actually, it was a, this guy I grew up with. Um, his name was Dorian. I haven't seen him in years. I don't know where he's at. And, uh, you know, we kind of like lost. We kind of lost contact, but he was the only other black dude that fucked with the music that with the, I was, with the name Dorian. Yeah, Dorian. Wow. Yeah, Dorian Hall. Okay. I don't know where the fuck he's at now. I haven't seen him in years. But he, but, and he, but he was, and he was, DeLorean, and he was, a, he was a crust punk. He was one of those crust. Oh punk. shit. Yeah, yeah. Dorian. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking uh, of the, Dorian Gray. Oh, got it. And so he, when we were younger, like he would, he would show me a lot of like he showed me MDC. Nice. Oh. Yeah, that's how I discovered MDC. He had he had a tape. He had a, a VHS of one of their live shows, and I I was like, dude, this fucking band's amazing. Yeah. And so he showed me MDC. We love MDC. And, uh, we love we. <laughs> me, Derek, and Chappelle, we we sing we it so sing loud it. in the car. Every, every fucking song. Every song. <laughs> MDC was so ahead of the game with the uh, lyrics, everything they sang. Oh, about, way man. ahead of the game. Fuck. And so he had this he had this CD, and he put it on. It was Demon System Thirteen. Okay. And then I was like, who the fuck are these guys? Mm. And he goes, oh, it's this band. Like he would, he would just go buy shit if it looks cool. He would take it mm-hmm. off the shelf and then just like. And then I was like, can I borrow it? And I never gave it back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I kept that damn CD and I ripped through this CD and I and I remember when I was in school, I had got kicked out of uh, one of my classes and so I had to sit in like homeroom, which homeroom was like you just sit in like this computer room. Yeah. And so I would go on the computer and I started searching Demon System Thirteen. Right, search Demon System Thirteen, and then there was other bands, and but it was but it was showing me all Swedish bands. That's cool. So I learned about all these like Swedish bands through Abenanda, Race Fist. I <laughs> yeah, I know, but you just caught me off guard. <laughs> Abenanda. <laughs> well, yes. That was a big band, Abenanda. Race Fist. Race Fist. Yeah. He dope. Came yeah. at me so Shout out to Daniel the Swede, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Entombed. Uh, For real? Yeah, man. Deeper, deeper than that. There's this Whoa. band called Kriegshot that was really dope. Uh, another band called Epileptic Terror Attack. 
Uh, okay. This pre- other band called preacher. The Vectors. Chill out, okay. Arizona, bro. Uh, I know. So like, slam? I was. Have you ever like, heard of the, Slam? No. Uh, okay. There's another uh, band called Mas Mas Grav. That's another really. They're like super fast core uh, band that uh, also from Sweden. Uh, not from. I don't think they're from Umeå. I think they're from Stockholm. And so th- those. The Gothenburg uh, scene yeah, is Gothenburg very strong is as well. It's strong. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of these bands. Yeah, like I would just. You know, discover in a lot flames, of these bands. Did you ever get into them? I know they're not. No, I didn't core. get into In Flames okay. or anything like that. Big straight as vegan scene. Sweden was then, thriving. Um, oh, Sweden always has like so, banging bands that just come yeah. out. It's just incredible rhythm. Yeah. Unbelievable rhythm. And you know I what? like the sounds. The ri- sounds and, and are like, always. The sounds are so different. is always the top. It was always impressed me how incredible. And how great, and how great musi- musicians Ooh. they are. And one of the biggest producer, producers is from Sweden. It does all the pop and Britney Spears and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His name, the, yeah, he's a, he's like the the head guy. They he's do all every all, pop song. everybody, every pop song that yeah. we could ever think of makes sense. But um, so like I was like super super deep with like those bands. Those right. were the bands where I was like, you know, and I actually got to see I got to see Epileptic Terror Attack in like 2002. They played the Nile Underground yeah. in, in, in Arizona. Arizona, and I was so like I was fanboy. And meanwhile, there's probably no like, way you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. Meanwhile, there's probably like 40 people in the damn audience because it's like a band from Sweden. But I yeah. knew who the fuck they were. I yeah. was up front. I was singing, you know, and it was just like I still that moment still lives heavy in my fucking head. But um, so, yeah, I discovered a lot of that stuff before I actually got into like like, you know, the hardcore in the States. And what are the lyrics you have here? Where's that ones? from? You have lyrics Where's where on this chest? Yeah, written here. You have like scripts. oh I have I have, uh, I have uh, raw power no but there's some, some other writing too oh, oh no that's modest mouse pop. modest mouse lyrics yeah that that says this is a part of me that needs medication your yeah. big modest mouse head too big modest mouse head massive yeah you know yeah, yeah. yeah who knew yeah massive <laughs> massive <laughs> yeah I, lo- I love modest mouse that's like because the connection with modest mouse my best friend uh, who passed away yeah in two that like two thousand nine. He, when we were in elementary school, he showed me Modest Mouse, and Modest Mouse was like his fucking that was Bible his jam, to him. yeah, his jam. And so, I and then I loved it too because I was just like, oh, it's actually like really good. It wasn't just because we were friends, but yeah, that I liked it. I wasn't being biased. It was I fucking loved that damn band. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, I do all my deep dives. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I know, I know too fucking much. Speaking about deep diving in the ocean, Chappelle hates the ocean. I try to bring him to the beach. He pretty much Fuck runs ocean. off the sand. Ocean's but I, w- I want to talk about the reason why you hate the ocean and what happened when you were young. <laughs> I wasn't that young. Was, How old were oh, you? Oh, there was a that tragic, was 10 years ago. tragic uh, event? It's an interesting event. It is, okay. So, listen. <laughs> okay. First of all, fuck the, sto- the ocean. The story's never been told on the podcast. It, it, no, right. I don't think I've ever told it on a podcast. Let's maybe I have. Deep dive, son. What up? Okay. So, I remember, was, <laughs> so my brother just, I, I was living in Orange County, mm-hmm. right? Then, like, 2013, <laughs> what? Nothing. Uh, it's so crazy, Orange County. Yeah. <laughs> this is like the Orange Curtain. Well, because I, 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 I moved out to Orange County because I was like, oh, I want to do comedy in L.A., but I didn't realize the distance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, this is fucking far. And I was working at a hotel in Anaheim, and uh, I remember after my brother died, I was super bummed out, and there was these two dudes that I worked with, um, They're like, bro, come to OC, or, come live out here, well, man. W- one's Asian, one's black. So, Ernest and Benny, shout out to Ernest and Benny. I'm even shocked that I remember names like that. 
But shout out to Ernest and Benny. They they were like, "Yo, well, let's let's go boogie boarding." I was like, "What the fuck is that?" And then they were like, they "Well, you have like a you know a board and you know your body surf or whatever." whatever. And so I was like, "Okay, you know, like I was like, fuck this, you know what, like." You know, I, I, my brother passed. I was like, I wanted to uplift myself. I wanted to do something great. Mm-hmm. I wanted to like, you know, like almost mm-hmm. like live like you're dying. Live like, you know, as if right. you were dying. You know, like if if you didn't have tomorrow. And I remember I went to this fucking ocean. <laughs> we went to Huntington Beach. <laughs> and I'm out here in the ocean. And they were like, yeah, let's paddle out. I was like, hell yeah. Never swim in the fucking ocean, but let's paddle out. We got oh these fucking, God. we got these damn boogie boards. Let's fucking were they do aware it. that you've never swam in the ocean? I'm not going to. What do you, do you think I'm going to tell them? <laughs> yeah, I'm going like, to tell these guys. So. So we're out there, and you know they're killing it. I'm I'm somewhat trying, you know. I'm just okay. kind of, and then all of a sudden, uh, I'm just getting pulled back further and further away from the. Yeah. And I thought the wave was gonna push me forward. I was like, why is this wave pulling me backwards, you know? <laughs> and then, and my buddy was he wasn't too far from me. He was he was right next to me, and uh, all of a sudden a boat comes up and gets him. Right? What do you mean gets him? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck's wrong? And then this lifeguard swimming up to me. And she was like, I got to save you. And I was like, the fuck you got to save me for? And she was like, you're getting caught in a... Undertow? A rip, rip current or riptide? Yeah, one of those things. Whatever, th- whatever the fucking... Okay. When, when the water is just like spinning undertow, in a weird way. Man, undertow, right. And it like pulls you under. Right. And so um, so I was like, oh, okay. Um, well, I was like, well, I'll, I'll just get out of it, you know? And she, she was like, no, I made contact with you. I have to save you. And I was like, listen, lady. <laughs> I was like, I think I got this, okay? And so... So anyways, I didn't realize that like, you know, that I was drowning, you know, wow. but, I, but I was, I was. And right. so this little 18 year old girl fucking saved me from the goddamn ocean. <laughs> and meanwhile, I didn't realize the whole time that I had a floating device <laughs> <laughs> to help the me to fuck out with this. Right. I didn't realize the boogie, I, 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 I was on the damn thing, but I didn't realize it was like a floating. Right. Device. Listen, Were I don't you panicking though. Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna ask. I kind of was because I was like, "Why do I keep going further and further away from the fucking beach?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so she, this girl, this little girl, bless her heart, she, she, because it, it was summertime, she had to be like eighteen years old or, I don't know, whatever. Is yeah. that how old those fucking? And she pulled me all the way back to the goddamn shore. Is that what it's called, shore? That's yeah. the last yeah. time you really yeah. fucked with the ocean. That's really? the last time I ever fucked with the ocean. Wow. Cause that ain't going back to that son of a bitch. Oh man! You can't wow. get you can't get me back in the fucking ocean. Huh. After that, yeah. everybody looking at me on the beach, what? and I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck you thinking? You think I'm going back in there to relive that experience? What about you, Derek? Bro, you there's, the a, there's a strong uh, stereotype that. Bro, and I was in Hunting. It was in Huntington <laughs> Beach. <laughs> Toby, it was in Huntington Beach. No, I know. Where the fuck you? H-B. You think I'm gonna go back? It was an HP. I'm still shocked. You all fucking, fucking live there. All, all these white people looking at me, like, damn. <laughs> they're like, he's. We like, didn't think people camped. Yeah, we didn't think it was. That, <laughs> we didn't think it was true. <laughs> you swim in the ocean, D? Uh, not often, but I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a snow? Do you have a boogie board? No, no. I've never been really a, a strong swimmer. I, I had a dramatic experiences as a kid. Of uh, almost drowning a few times, and then wow. it just kind of terrified me. But yeah. then I decided to get over that uh, with my son and swimming with him, and saying he's a phenomenal swimmer and he loves oh, wow. to be in the water. So I was learning, you know, from him, you know, a lot of times, which was a lot of fun. So. Yeah, that's but cool. See, listen, but look, the ocean, I don't. No, like, no one's yeah. a fucking strong swimmer in a goddamn ocean. Nah, it, listen, even a, even a surfer could get fucked up. It's true. 
You know, true. I got it. Like that. That's yeah. that's big ass water, and then, yeah, bro. Yeah. If you don't give me a fucking seven foot pool and let me chill, but that undertow is it's <laughs> like it's why you get why you gotta give terrifying. me fucking an ocean? Yeah, yeah, ocean. It can be terrifying. It's I mean, terrifying. I know there was a band that went to Brazil. I can't remember the band, unfortunately, but two of the members uh, died. Really, from being pulled out. In the, no north, way. in the north of Brazil. While they're on it's, tour, like this movie. Yeah, it was super tragic. You see what I'm saying? Oh my god. Yeah, and there's sharks there. Listen. A lot. You see Yeah. Listen, we're talking about the ocean. We're not yeah, talking about a regular pool. Yeah. Massive, like, wild, yeah. <laughs> unexplored, <laughs> terrifying. You know what's you know what's so funny though? Now that I think Respect about it. Respect to the ocean. I can't remember the last time I actually got in a fucking pool. Damn. Uh, you have a problem. It's been with a pools? minute. <laughs> no, nah, I just I just never think to go in no, a pool. No, you kill the cold right, plunge right. though. Oh, yeah, I do the cold punch. Yeah, but your head's above water. You're chilling. You can control <laughs> yeah, that. I can control that. And you hated snowboarding, too, your first time, <laughs> right? I fucking hated snowboarding. Snow. Come now, on, that was just Toby. Rec- well, you don't like snowboarding? You I like snowboarding. I just don't like snow. Mm. <laughs> I f- see, but see, I love snow. Yeah. I love snow. Hate snowboarding. Yeah, that's okay. You don't have everyone to like- was Everyone was talking all this shit like, oh, you're going to be so good at it because you skate and all this shit. Mm. It's, it's different. It's different. And I'm yeah. like, I'm just like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. I, the first, like. 30 minutes, I lasted. Me and my homie, we were there for two hours. Wow. I like yeah. snowboarding, but I we were there, like I, snow. 30 minutes, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to enjoy myself. Don't worry. I'm not mad. I'm not upset. I'm happy that I can go sit the fuck down. I was like, I'm returning all my yeah, gear. I remember you were really, uh, you are just like, never again. Never Damn. again. Never again. I'm going I a no couple desire. weeks. I'm excited Listen. and I'm nervous. Too. I don't want to get hurt, man. Yeah. yeah like I'm one, one, month, month, uh, one month before I go on tour for the first time in three yeah, years of Europe. Yeah, you definitely need to be careful. I'm tripping on it, dude. Like, I want to just, like, just be cruising and. Mm-mm. I'm gonna just go fucking uh, sledding or some shit or tubing. Sledding? <laughs> they have it there. 30 bucks to go sledding or tubing. Sledding? You fucking six years old? <laughs> sledding. He said stuff. sledding. Yeah, he's <laughs> taking the safe yeah, God, fucking. <laughs> do you, God <laughs> do you, have go- you have goals set for yourself this year? You ever do that? Set your goals. You set goals and try to thrive for them? We just like, you just, you just live in your life. That's actually a very. Very uh, interesting question or interesting that you did ask that because for the longest time I did not set goals yeah. because um, – 2020? <laughs> because I had a goal to be able to boogie board and when it didn't happen – no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, there's one time I did set a goal. I set a goal to cheer at like the really – like a really, really good fucking university and uh, shout out to University of Louisville. And I Louisville. made the team right. and everything and it was like my goal to like dream to be there. But I did have to leave, you know. I it w- it was a very short lived experience for me. Yeah. But but I did find stand up through that. But I was pretty bummed that I didn't get to have the, um, the Louisville cheer experience that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I had blamed a lot of things as to why it never happened. So, and I stopped setting goals because of that. Yeah. Because that was a good. I was like, I'm gonna just live my life. And whatever fucking happens, happens. And. But not but I didn't realize that when you set goals and 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 when you set a goal you you have to do you have to understand the things you got to do to set the goal. Like you can't yeah, just yeah. set it you can't just set a goal right. and like oh I have a goal to do this and then then you just expect it to happen. And I think <laughs> mm. that's what I expected. Uh-huh. And so I I was like, "Oh, I've never set a goal because I thought that's how goals fucking worked." Yeah. But I was I mean, obviously I was young to be able to think about, but you know, it was actually uh, Maddie Matheson that got me 
to set goals again just hearing his story and listening yeah, him story. talking about how he set a goal he set a goal for this yeah. but then when he told when he when he's explained that he set this goal he had a whole plan and so that's the thing when you set a goal you also have to have a plan so when i had set the goal to cheer at university of louisville and do all this stuff and i just i didn't i didn't take care of myself financially mm-hmm. i didn't yeah. take care of myself uh in school like i had all the skills and all the talent to be on this team and made the team and but i didn't there's a lot of things around that that i did not take care of because i didn't have the focus or the understanding of how to set a goal and i became really bitter with goals because of it Mm. so then uh, it wasn't until that maddie matheson episode that i actually started to set goals and so the goals that i have is um yeah to um to film uh to film my first uh comedy special yep my first like full full length uh, comedy special, and for a long time I I didn't want to do it, and I said uh, I just sat back on it for a while, and mainly that's because I I was like I need to feel it. Yeah. I was like I got I got to feel that it's like something that it's like there. You don't want to force it. Yeah, I didn't want to force it. I didn't want to do it just because I'm a comedian. I have to put out. A comedy special. You think timing is key too? Is it? Is I it do. I do think timing is key, yeah. and um, I do follow my intuition a lot. Shout out to Jewel uh, for <laughs> <laughs> it's a great song, by great the way. Song. <laughs> Jewel, if you're listening, so, yes, shout yes, out to Jewel, big subscriber to the one I, I, I follow her. I follow her. Yeah, shout out to Jewel. Yeah, uh, so give Derek a follow back, yo. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give us a follow back, please. Yeah, 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 we have some true fans here. Jewel yeah. fans, yeah, Jewel fans. Ooh, collab. I saw uh, Jewel. I saw you sing okay. with uh, Foo Fighters in 2015. Uh, so big Jewel fan. Just to date a friend of mine too. I'm not gonna say his name. I'll tell you. <laughs> but do a, a duet, Derek and Jewel. I'm just gonna put it out there for this put it year. Out, we'll put it out there. Wow, really? Yeah, we'll put it out there. But D- I do. Derek's think, blushing, by the way. Thanks, guys. Guy. <laughs> so, so. But you know, yes, I do think timing is is a thing, and so I think the last the last. In December, I went uh, did some shows in Phoenix. I did a weekend in Phoenix, and that was when I felt it because I was just like, "Oh shit!" Like this set is becoming really consistent. Like yeah. every show was really good because there's times where I'll do a show where like, you know, one or two are probably off, you know. But that weekend, every show was really good, and so and now and like you know we're going on the road more so recently. Yes, I'm starting to feel starting to feel the consistency of this headlining set yeah so with that being said i was just like yeah this, then it's time to yeah. you know if you because that's the energy you got to go off of if, mm-hmm. if you're feeling it and the crowd is consistently fucking with it whether you know whether, getting bigger too yeah whether yeah. the show is sold out or if it isn't if it's you know somewhat okay because i'm not selling out every show but mm-hmm. i'll sell out maybe one or two over the weekend but of, of the five but you know for the most part the shows are starting to become more packed um you know it's just the energy is like there for it and so i'm really excited to put all this stuff out and you know and let it be the art piece that it is right and when you do your comedy special let me guess will it probably be in in phoenix where you do the live or is there a place that you have in mind that you want to do it when you want to record your live special yeah, I, I want to do it in phoenix yeah I would figure yeah, it would yeah, yeah, phoenix. yeah 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 i want to do it i do but you know what's so funny Phoenix, Phoenix is my least favorite place to favorite place to perform. <laughs> Interesting. But wow. it, but it, shout out to Mesa though, where he's from. Shout out to Mesa. Shout out to Mesa. Get your roots, we're here, yeah. man. No, 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 no. It's because listen, 
There was one time my first headline, like I, I've been living out here in LA. Mm. I'm, you know, was starting to headline a little bit. And then the club I came up in, they're like, hey, we want to give you your first headlining weekend in Arizona. And I said, let's fucking do it. Yeah, right? Of course. Let's fucking do it. And I was so excited. And I remember I go to do this weekend. A lot of people I knew came out and they were the worst fucking audience <laughs> I've ever. Damn. Because they, they were shouting. Damn. They were shouting at me. And you got to realize, okay, when friends come to your shows, they don't look at you, and I get it, they don't look at you as like a you're comedian. doing a comedian. You see where Chappelle, our They friends. know me, they knew me before I was a comedian. Yeah. Right. You know, so they see me as Chappelle, so like, so a lot of them really, really, really do respect it. This is how I know the ones that really respect it, the ones that actually buy a ticket to come right. see the show. Facts. The ones that reach out and ask- We know that. Ask me for tickets, those are the ones that- usually do the worst mm. with being an audience We're supporting member. our friends. Get us on the list. Yeah, yeah, get us on the list. But the ones that, like, actually buy a ticket and, you know, uh, show up and like, the, the, those ones are good. But there's some, man, they just yell at me. There was one that was just like, yo, man, it's me, fucking blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what it's like in the fuck? middle of a joke. What? So, so yeah, it was, I did hate it. But what's happened to me now is that a lot, I've, like, kind of outgrown that and a lot more, I have a lot more fans mm-hmm. now, so it's like kind of like you know growing away from just friends and family showing up to the shows. Right. Major- that being the majority of the people at the shows now, it's like actual right fans that really do fuck with me. So that's why, I cho- yeah, I you know I want to do it in Phoenix, and it's ex- it's exciting, and you know it's where I started, and uh, I don't know, I I I just fully believe I could pull it off. And uh, make it make something really fucking good. I'm just feeling really good about it, you know. And I, and I love being silent on it. Like I said, I don't post a lot of clips um, mm-hmm. of much of anything. But but this is because I I rather just build on this thing and and then I rather that be the fucking the product that people see. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want people to see these crowd like crowd work clips because it's like I one understand. I just don't like that energy at my shows. I like I hate like my I fucking hate when people shout at me. When I'm on stage, I, I and didn't I, realize and that there was that many people like kind of like heckling or being loud. I thought people had a better understanding about what it well, is to go to a comedy show to shut the I, fuck up. Yeah, and you know, watch and listen. Pardon and, my and, and here's the thing: I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking that people post crowd work clips because I mean, I, it probably some on you guys' feeds, right? Like, like comedians yeah, like yeah, crowd yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, that's so, what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like, I get it. A, a lot of people have been able to build a following off of it. Yeah, and a lot of people have been able to become ticket sellers. Off of, off of that stuff, and it's done a lot for people. But for me personally, I I just love doing straight up material. Yeah. And I like I'd rather work so hard to be so interesting within that fifty minutes than to than not saying like, I don't know like it because I don't want to make it sound like it's a, like it's a diss to to those people. Yeah. But there's just something about the way I want to present myself as a comedian, and I don't want to present my yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't want to present myself. As a, a comedian, like just doing crowd work, even yeah. though I can do it, yeah, I, I, I mean, you've seen me live and you've seen me do it, where I can just fucking riff about a person for yeah. fucking ten mm-hmm. minutes. But it's cool, it's funny, but I, I love, I just love the art of writing a structured joke, and that's that's what I'm excited to film and put out there, and that's something that I would actually like clip up and like post. Yeah, yeah, you know, because that's actual material, and it's something that I already filmed and had a lot of fun with and mm-hmm. now it's on to the new thing what go ahead i was gonna say do you think it's 
what's easier or harder? Because there's certain comedians that write things about their life, you know, which is absolutely for me. I think is the, really connects a lot more with me. It's like powerful. Yeah. And then there's some that can write stuff that's totally fictitious, you know, make up things. Yeah. And they're sad. And that's, I think that would be more difficult to do. You that know, is pretty the, difficult. But when I do, when somebody has done, they're like, I, I made that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it, that. Yeah, you know, I was a, like, that was good. It's like, like kind of crazy. Like, that damn. was crazy. Like, yeah. the detail of it. Uh-huh. They're like, put, you know, get your head there, you know, where you yeah. start imagining what they're talking about. Yeah. And then it's just like, that's something that's really special as well. You know, mm-hmm. I love that ability of people who can create out of something that necessarily didn't happen to them, but create around the story and just build on mm-hmm. it, you know? So do you think it's easier for you to, to write about things that have happened to you that you experienced, mm-hmm. or do you think you can write fictitious, like um, makeup? You know, completely? I actually don't really pay attention to a lot of, a lot of stuff. So, I always tell people I go. I don't have any hot takes on uh, what's going on in the oh, world, right, right, you know, because right. I, I, uh, yeah, I don't really pay attention to much like what's going on the, on the world, on in the world, because this may sound odd to you guys because you guys are around around me a lot, but I am pretty introverted. Mm. Like I don't necessarily mm. like just talk to everybody. Like, like if if I'm in a situation where, like, so say if it's it's you, like I'm around you two. Right. But meanwhile, there's a bunch of other people in here that I don't know. I'll probably be the quiet one. Right. It's just how I operate. So a lot of my, my comedy is like introspective. Mm. So I just, okay. a lot of it comes from right. just stuff of like looking within and being able to laugh about shit that was once a crazy thing. Mm-hmm. Like one of my favorite jokes to tell is about my abusive stepfather. Right. That's like one of my favorites. It's just funny because right. it's like, you know, because it, it's so it's so funny that it's like just to think about it because it's like that was a thing, right? And I think there's just so much power in laughing at it, yeah. yeah. And then and because yeah. I have I have all the power when I laugh at it, mm-hmm. and it's organic, it's real, and it's taken me a lot to get there. I'm sure, yeah, right? yeah. It's taken me a while to to be able to laugh at that, yeah. You know, that's that's, that's crazy. And I just heavy. got and I got bored, and also I was bored of like hating him. Right, I got bored of it, and yeah. it's tiring. Yeah. It's tiring. It's tiring. exhausting, yeah. and it, and it's and it's just too much. And it's like, mm-hmm. man, you could be using your energy for other shit. Absolutely, you know. And and the thing is, is like when I talk about my abusive stepfather on stage, I don't I don't talk bad about him. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like call him a piece of shit or right. anything like that. I just make it funny, mm-hmm. you know. Because if I because when I first started working that joke, um, it was a thing that was kind of tough. Cause I was like, man, why are people laughing at this? And then as I was like listening back, I was like, oh, they fucking, I'm still mad. Yeah. 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 So then I was able yeah. to find the, uh, you know, so I was like, okay, well, how do I get not mad at this person anymore? And I was like, oh, well then I just started learning about him. I just started asking my mom questions mm-hmm. about his upbringing and where he came from and all this shit. And so when I did that, that's when it, um, that's the power of watching my sets right because right, i just right. learned so much and you know and i think that's the only way you could really learn yeah how to you know so like so i looked at this set and i was like oh i'm upset right you know like you i see it like even like my facial expressions mm-hmm. on stage like i could just see that i was yeah. upset yeah 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 about my you know about it, it so it's like you got to change that that's up. amazing though because he it relates to the audience, you know. I think it's great, like yeah. when you can see that you're okay with it, you're able to deal with it, you challenge it, yeah. you know, you're able to conquer, confront it, that yeah. confronted that uh-huh. fear, and now it's something in the past, and 
I mean, I was just telling you I was watching Raw and Eddie Murphy Every, talking yeah. about his father. He was like, but it was like abusive shit, yeah, you know? Yeah, but yeah. he did it in such a way where it's just yeah. like, oh my God, I can't help but laugh. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. this situation. You know, situation, it's fucked up. Yeah. You know, it's fucked uh-huh. up. You know, a lot of shit they used to say is like, Lillian! Yeah. Lillian! Rules! Rules, <laughs> rules in the house! Rules! <laughs> rules! Rule number one! <laughs> you cannot go outside, something like that. <laughs> and it yeah. was just like, oh shit. Yeah, like, it's so funny. And you just can't help yourself, but it's like, okay. Yeah, and that's, but that's the beauty of it, man. And yeah. I think that's what has made me move forward in the world is like not being upset at. Because uh, right. I'm like, man, if I'm a, if I'm not upset at my stepfather, then I'm pretty. It makes it's made me real, and that that was a person that was fucking evil towards me. Right. So the <laughs> fact that I can forgive him, mm-hmm. um, it's just made me walk through life a lot smoother. And it's right. heavy to carry that with yeah. yourself your whole yeah. life. Oh, that's that's a heavy yes. amount. And now, of you, weight. now you're like venting about it when you do stand, you're just getting it out more. It's yeah, awesome. just getting it out in such a fun way, and, it, and I yeah. always and I always tell people like I'm like because people sometimes. You know, they'll be like, oh, I, I, how could he have done that to you? And But I'm like, yo, fucking chill. All yeah. right? And I was like, I was like, I don't want you to hate him. Yeah. Like, right. if I don't hate him, you shouldn't fucking exactly. hate him. Yeah, right. And first right. of all, yeah, he ain't your stepdaddy, motherfucker. Right. He ain't hit you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what the fuck you, the fuck you telling me? I can't believe he right. did that. <laughs> also, he was 17 when he fucking oh, wow. came yeah. into my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about think about fucking being 17 and be like, I'm going to be a stepdaddy. <laughs> That's crazy, oh, man. That's yeah. crazy. So of course he was gonna be bad at it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he dropped out of school too. Damn. He dropped out to be right. a stepdad. <laughs> dropped out to be a stepdad. Yeah, who fucking not... does that? Yeah. What? When is the last time you really bombed? <laughs> oh, because Brit- Brittany says I don't bomb. I'm just wondering. Yeah. Last time I really bombed. Shit. I don't want to jinx you moving forward either. Damn, I mean, so. fucking a bomb is a bomb. I mean, I don't. Right. You you go through the shit. Um, last time you bombed and, and how oh last time I bombed I thought I bombed that show that you guys saw me at ah uh, no no way nah. yeah I, I wouldn't call that a bomb you know, at all not, not even close no, no, you know what's crazy about that because we played shows oh shit oh my god we, <laughs> damn I, I, D-Block I'm gonna take a picture I got this really silly small mic stand because yeah, it's a horrible mic stand sorry yeah. sorry it's your microphone sent to me when you, when we, do, show. Yo, when we do the fucking post where it's like us three in the picture hold it but, but the, yeah I'm <laughs> So it's funny you say that because sometimes people go to your shows and you feel like you had a really bad show and your friends like, yo, you freaking killed it. So it's like This is true. And then you then the rest of the night, like, oh we we a whack robber. How long do you care if you feel like you bombed, how long does that care stay into your life? No, that shit leaves. By the time you get home. <laughs> but when you're driving home, are you analyzing why you think you did by the time you get home? Like you're trying to No, because I've pretty much figured it out when I'm on stage. Okay. Like mm-hmm. I've like I've gotten better about understanding yeah. that what went wrong. I'm like, oh that's that's what happened. You know, and I fig- I figured it out because I'll figure it out right on stage because there's times, yes, like my main focus with all the shows that I have coming up, uh, all the weekends I'm, I'm going out to do, there there is this thing where, um, you know, I do just want to stay strictly material. Yeah. But sometimes, man, it's so, you could just feel the are, awkwardness are, are, in the Are air. you watching the openers let's say for you like in the audience reaction are you- no because a okay. lot of times it's just so, it's just so different i see okay yeah like it's just so different it's like us know? watching opening acts for our bands too oh then i know i'm like hmm, maybe we shouldn't play this song because i've <laughs> seen if you see the crowd going yeah, crazy yeah, for yeah. Being right before you oh, go really? on you're like, right damn Sometimes we gotta step it up yeah we either step it up or we should maybe change the set around because mm-hmm. the audience seems a little yeah because there's times where like an opener is like bombed going before me and then I've gone up and like 
the Killed room it. is like yeah, thunderous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So I've like seen it's sets like of that. Course. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's so it, it is it is interesting, but like different. you know, sometimes I'll I'll just I'll call it out, and then, and then when I call it out, a lot of times, you know, they're like, oh, okay, you know, because and but also like another weird thing is like me being a bigger dude. And walking on stage, a, a lot of times, <laughs> people are really weird about it. Yes, because you don't because you don't yeah. see a lot of like, just you don't just see too many big ass comedians. True, true. You know, most comedians are like, just fucking scrawny people. Yeah, you know, or really or really big. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like so, so a lot of times when when you see one that's like of my stature, that's you know. I look like a linebacker, so they're like, the fuck is he going to say that's funny? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just scared of this motherfucker. Is he going to jump in the crowd at one point? You know? And yeah. so, uh, so yeah, like I feel it, and I like to feel it out, and I like to like throw things out there and, you know, mm-hmm. just to get them. And then once I get them, crack them open that way, like that was the thing I noticed. Okay, so I'll explain that set to you. That yeah, you well, I think saw you bombed. At. So the top of the set, like it was like, they just weren't really fucking rolling. And it wasn't until I like, like cut the tension at a certain point where I was just like, you know, and I think I said, I said, you guys want me to juggle or something? I think yeah, I said yeah, like, the, yeah, I think yeah, I said right. something like that. Would you, would you guys want me to saw a body in half or something? Like, th- like, you know, that usually like clears it. I can, and and I so, that. and so then once I clear it, like the rest of the set is like gold. But Be- that, that, that can happen also in a music setting. Totally. You know, like, like, Oh really? Oh yeah, where it's like we played really? shows in Germany, and I remember the specific festival, and I was like, "Wow, really?" This is like all like older people, like, yeah, like ourselves, uh, Toby and I, just staring and, at and, you, and just like kind of staring. And they're there for you know, in order to go to that festival, they had to pay for like a cabin. They had to have jobs. They had to yeah. like working, and so they weren't there to like jump around in a the pit. They were there to like drink some beers, have some fun, watch some music, totally, yeah. and and so. You know, you, you just start laughing. Like in the first song, they're just like kind of like there, and then my guitarist is like, "Yeah, we're celebrating life." He's like, "Are you are you guys really alive?" You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is like, and then it's just like kind of like dig into the audience, like, "Yo, what, what's going yeah. on? You guys, you know, this is Saturday night. Are you, you know, yeah, it's not a Monday night. You know, 100%. kind of dig in, and once they feel that you're a little more connected with them and and, and joking with them, that can help. Yeah, tremendously. Because here's the thing: I never want to. I, I never yeah. want to blame an audience. No, as to not. why I didn't do good. But if I'm do if I'm doing five shows over the weekend <laughs> at the same venue, <laughs> I know. Right. And then yeah. one is like weird. Yeah, there's something, I, and I don't, I don't know what the fuck it is. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, bitch, I'm doing the same. I did this last night. But it's not necessarily you either all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not yeah, necessarily it's me. Absolutely. But also, sometimes there's crowds that will come up and they're like, that wasn't bad. We, were, we but, but like, you felt it was different. Yeah. But because a lot of times they don't necessarily, sometimes, yeah. I don't know how collectively these audiences just come together where it's an audience that just, they just enjoy by watching. Yeah, and I'm mm-hmm. you know yeah. just just strictly by watching. Yeah. yeah, so it's 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 interesting navigating right. the whole thing. But um, I think then know. in those moments you just have to focus on what you do, what yeah. you came to do, and mm-hmm. not worry so much about you know the yeah. surrounding. Because like Toby was saying, there's some shows where people are like that was amazing. And yeah, your head, you're like that was garbage. Yeah, it's garbage, mm-hmm. and I beat myself down at certain shows. They may not know like the details of certain things, but you know it's just important to stay focused on what you came there to do. Yeah, about exactly. In the past, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Don't stress so much if things are going bad on stage or something's going. If you lead into that and follow that energy, 
it will go that way. It will go that way. You know, 100%. You just keep it moving, man. Yeah, you got to set your mind like, okay, let's move on. You know, this didn't go right. It's, you know, that's life. Yeah, it happens. Move forward in the set. Yeah, nobody ever, ever came up to us and said, that was a great show at the last Arizona time we played. You guys were there. I'm glad you guys were there. Nobody <laughs> said you guys killed it. And I'm glad you guys were there witnessed our last show in Arizona. Yeah, that's yeah. the last time that's, we bombed. That's one of the, that's one of the funnier. Because that motherfucker. But you got to realize, Toby. That Chappelle's was, first time seeing oh, that, that was, was Yeah, that's my first time. I was in the audience. I was in the audience. What's like, so funny <laughs> is that you got to realize you played at 3 p.m. hot <laughs> in June. In Arizona. Ha. Yeah. I don't know beating what. Sun, like, beating sun. Beating sun. I was like, oh my God. Because you got to realize where where we were at, that used to be a, where we where where that festival was at, that was an old, uh, that was an old water, water park. It was an old water no park. water. So, so <laughs> where where the audience was, it was white. Like that, that floor, the floor was white. Yeah. So the sun was beating on that, which reflects back onto like people. No, so I, I, and I, I was in the audience, I, I, but there were people there that were getting into it. So you were seeing, I had a different perspective of the show. Thank you, yeah. Derek. I appreciate you, bro. <laughs> Shout out to Arizona. I need to get back to play. So uh, that was last time you bombed? Show. Yeah, I, I guess the last time I bombed that I feel is a bomb for me. Is is the show that you guys saw me at? Wow, it's so crazy! That's I, I crazy. That. The yeah, last show, the last show you guys you, saw me at. I think it started off slow and then you just like killed it. Like it came back and people are like, "All right, you yeah. got the audience." Maybe I'm just spoiled by like. And you went off on the one dude like, "What's wrong, man?" What's Yo, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, oh yeah, even, that, that's what I said, dude. I'm not gonna hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then he like uncrossed his arms and he was like, oh, "Okay, okay." <laughs> <laughs> So a lot of so a lot of times when I do say that like oh, I'm not gonna hurt you yeah then the audience is like <laughs> it also depends on where I'm at what like what city yeah I'm in. I would think so you know what I mean so like certain cities are like, like if cool, you're like, in New York it's like I didn't think you were yeah, gonna yeah, hurt exactly, me yeah. like if I do it in New York or like yeah. Philly like I know like yo no one's no I one's thinking that, that yeah none of those people have that feeling <laughs> right but like Midwest Orange County Orange. <laughs> um, also since you be, also since the Morses adopted you. Pretty much, um, you're like you're like ninety nine point nine percent vegan. I always break your balls about it, um, but I'm really proud of you. Changed your whole shit up. Yeah, uh, yeah. I haven't had meat um, since uh, Tuesday. Tao. I think it'll be a year in April. <laughs> wow. A year really? in April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll be a year in April. Damn. Yeah. I, I mean, it's probably the best I've ever felt. Okay. Um, and shout out to your dad who's vegan. Oh yeah, my dad. Yeah. He's full on vegan. Like that's so his sick. fucking world. He loves it. Nice. And so cool. You know, um, it's, you feel like it's helped your life and changed your life. Yeah, you notice the changes. Oh, big time! There's big changes. Time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, big okay. big time. Like I mean, I even notice when I do workouts now. Yeah, um, my energy for the workout has been a lot better, um, and it's just made me be on my toes with a lot. You know, because I I mean, obviously, like being black, high blood pressure. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's I actually feel like I like I actually feel like. I just feel so much fucking better because of it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, um, only thing that drives me crazy is when I fucking can't do the impossible meat all the fucking time. No, you don't. And, and, you, don't, like, and you don't have to. You don't have to. I know. Yeah. Well, you fucking. And, we'll, get, we'll, get, well, help me out. Huh? I know. And you were diagnosed with high blood pressure in high school. In high school. Damn. How do you know that? 
You know what I mean? So that they, they put How'd you on you a pill. They put you on a pill for that. He said diagnosed. Yeah, they on the pill. They had me on a pill for that. Because um, back then doctors weren't saying, "Hey, it could be your diet. This is give you the pill." <laughs> but now, but now more a doctors. Lot of, a lot of stuff with high blood pressure yeah. is the fucking diet. I know. It's usually if you, the diet. yeah, it's usually yes, with a, a, lot of, a lot of cholesterol, like right. all that stuff is all. Oh yeah. Through the fucking, I'm no doctor or nothing, but I, but yeah. from what I've discovered, it's, and then going to get like facts. going to get my checkups. It's always been it's the fucking uh, diet and also a collective of exercise. Ex- you know? Exercise, yeah. Because like yeah. you got to get your heart rate right. up. Right, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like you got to, you know, working out, getting the heart rate up. Uh, I'm no Huberman, but you know, I, I be listening. I know. <laughs> but, it, but, it, but yes, I, I love paying attention to this stuff. This is this was another goal of mine to, to uh, I feel like I owe it to myself. I did get pretty big. Um, I, you know, weighed the most I've ever weighed in my life. Um, at two two seventy four, I don't know what I'm at right now. But you were getting swole. You were doing like heavy lifting with those dudes, so it was like a different animal of you. You were like doing all the That's weight so training. Yeah, but when I when I had stopped when I had stopped doing that that weight stuff, I just got big. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Right. Because okay. uh, I yeah. like food. Food tastes food tastes good. But so yeah, I got the biggest I yeah I've ever been you know in my life, and so yeah, I'm working a lot of it off now. I mean two seventy four. That's pretty damn. Big for me. That's and, big. Yeah, yeah right. That's that's big. Is, that is a line. But what's so funny is like, <laughs> some people are like, you don't look it. People, people think I'm like 220. I yeah, go, you don't, you don't look it down. Fu- who the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> what's the hardest part about going full vegan for you, you think, honestly? Mm. I know that your egg sandwich in the morning or no more. Your I've been weaning off of that. Yeah. So I don't, I don't do it. And you're I don't cooking do it all more too. You're cooking. Yeah, I cook a lot more. Scrambling shit. Yeah, cook a lot more at home because, uh, you know, I. I just enjoy, I enjoy what I put in my body, like based off of me, because yeah. a lot of time at a lot of restaurants they're adding a lot more stuff. Of That's course. why it tastes so fucking good. True. I'm not mm. saying that my food don't doesn't taste good, but a lot of times where I look at it, I go, oh, I don't have to add all that. I just fucking oh. do this, this, and it gives, you know, it gives enough flavor. Less is more, man. Le- uh, yeah. to, to the food, and you can make a lot of the stuff yeah. at home that they're making. They're not doing, you know, it's not like rocket yeah. science that they're doing. Exactly, places. and and I enjoy the the art of cooking. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. actually a lot. Oh, yeah. I actually think that's like a dope art. It's therapeutic mm-hmm. too. Um, I think therapeutic and and it's just cool when like you make something and then all of a sudden you eat it and I'm like, damn that fucking tastes oh, yeah. good. And you made it yourself. Yes. Yeah, and I made Derek's, it, and an, Derek's an excellent cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's some. That. That's like another goal to like get really good at is like mm-hmm. cooking. And I just get excited being in the kitchen. You know, like I love Gordon Ramsay. I love yeah Gordon. <laughs> shout out to Gordon Ramsay. I love that <laughs> motherfucker. You want to know why? Why? Why do you think I love Gordon October Ramsay? October 31st is your date of birth. Think about it. I went to the, the party and did the smurf. <laughs> <laughs> take, take a guess as to why I would like I'm not sure. Gordon I'm Ramsay. I'm more Derek probably might more know about Gordon well, Ramsay. Why? I'm curious. He likes yeah. Black Flag? No. Because that motherfucker he, would get angry on people. He's very oh, angry. He, yes. would, he, would, he would pop on people. Okay. And so, like, I just connected with this angry chef. That is incredible. And so that's why I like him because I've just seen him go hard <laughs> as fuck on people. I go, I like that guy. And then I, you know, and uh, actually during the pandemic, I would watch a lot of his videos and and uh, you know, cook a lot of shit based off of the shit yeah. that he would say. And so that's my fucking, that's my north star. I want to be the vegan. Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> I want to shout out. I was telling people to piss off in the kitchen. <laughs> piss Derek, off. <laughs> Derek pulled up for Christmas this year with a bomb ass shepherd's oh, pie. Oh, shepherd's pie. It was so delicious and so light. And, and we destroyed and it was that gluten-free. thing. Gluten free. Gluten free. It was Everything. really good, man. I'm actually getting into uh, discovering a lot more about these 
gluten free uh, flours and okay. stuff. So I, mean, I appreciate can, that. You know, and uh, I don't know if I mean, I definitely want to see the difference. You know, I want to experiment with that a little bit. Yeah. More, yeah. What did you make yesterday? I couldn't eat it, but Chappelle had it. Uh, I, I made like a traditional like Brazilian thing that people usually have in the morning. It's called bon de queijo, like mm. cheese bread. And I made it with uh, sun-dried tomato on the inside of it. That looked really good. I had one before. Yeah. before I was there. But I, can I, I ask y'all something? Yes, yeah. sir. So we're like being, because y'all been vegans for so damn long. Mm-hmm. Like y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. But like, okay, you know, because I, you know, the way I look at it, it's like strictly for myself. Yes. Okay. Like I don't look at it in a way of like, I'm like, if someone chooses, because it's funny when you say when you tell someone you are like you don't eat meat or mm-hmm. whatever and just the things that they like say but it's like bitch it's for me yeah. like it doesn't have nothing to do with you a lot you. of people take offense to it a lot of people take offense to it it's like bitch yeah, are you my that's belly common. that's common are you my that's fucking common, dude. you yeah. my fucking belly you know I, like which which is which is a hard concept yeah, people, a lot of times people think that it, it puts into question their lifestyle yeah cuz i've never seen, some, i've never yeah. seen you guys look at someone that says <laughs> They eat meat, but also people don't really say they eat meat. But like the only time <laughs> right. you say you don't eat meat is if you're in a situation yeah. where someone's like, "Yeah, oh, I'm making this." And you're like, "Oh, actually, I, I don't, I don't eat meat." Right. That's the only time like people really say it. But it puts you know, in question their, it makes them question their own lifestyle. I mean, when something different, you know, a lot of people always take offense for some reason. Depending on the person, they can take offense. Yeah. Humanity itself has this problem with um, if it's not like me. Or if it's different from me, there's a fear, and then there's a, an ignorance that follows, and and that happens a it lot follows, with many man. things. And they question themselves. Yes. yes. Like maybe I shouldn't be doing. It. Wait, why aren't they doing that? Oh, that's what happens to animals. Mm. Oh. And it's just like, or it's just like I want to take a firmer stand on what I my lifestyle. You know, it's like no, I eat meat. I'll eat another burger for you then. Yeah. It's okay. It's like, all right. They'll go even harder. You, you, yeah. Well, another thing I find interesting too is that down like on their own lifestyle. Yeah. Like it's right. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, I find it interesting when people try to like downplay people that are vegans, in which it's like, why, why, like, why do you care? Like, I, why yeah. do you, why, like, I don't understand why someone would care what another person fucking eats. You, you, it's like I when, know. like, I remember when, when I, you know, ate meat and I said, I don't, I don't fuck with steak like that. Mm-hmm. Like, and people were like, you don't fuck with steak. I was like, if you don't it's, eat a dick, it's a common thing. In, yeah, it's, in it's humanity. a weird. It's it, it's not even only with that, but it's just in general. You know, if you have a, if somebody's different or doing something differently from you, you know, it's, you have to be okay with that. People yeah. aren't always going to be the same. You have to respect, I think, you know, the differences that people might have, yeah. and not expect people to be exactly the same as you. You know, a lot of yeah. times people go, you know, in the mindset that oh, they, you know, if they're not like me, they're a freak. You know, yeah, yeah. and that's. A tragedy, you know. I think that diversity is something that, you know, creates a, a unique humanity. You know, you don't want everybody to be the same, and I don't expect everybody to follow what I'm doing. But I think it's it's fantastic when yeah. you have that connection. But I'm not expecting people to do that, you know. Yeah. I, and I don't, you know, it it it's not something that uh, that I I'm pushing myself like, oh my god, they gotta be like me. And no, 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 nothing like that. You well, know? yeah, just yeah, a lot. Of, I don't know. I just think it's an interesting way to look at it because yeah. also like, yeah, like people, you know, like I feel like because people will make jokes like, oh, vegans always love to say they're vegan. But it's like <laughs> I, I feel like for, for the most part, being around a lot of vegans, mm-hmm. 
I feel like the only time it's said is when it's in a situation yeah, man. where you don't. Because we didn't get vegan restaurants anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like you're in a situation like, yeah, you go to some Christmas party. Right. Totally. You know, you go to some Thanksgiving dinner. You can dinner. say plant-based and people will take it differently too. Yeah, and it's like, it's like, oh, no, I, you know, I, I'm actually right. vegan. I, I don't eat meat or whatever. But, and, and, but people look at it as like, oh, vegans love to say they're vegan. Like it's almost like it's like. You're a butt, like yeah, like a, elitist because yeah. you don't eat. It's a meat. crazy stereotype right. about vegans for sure. It's a weird. But I'm not stereotype. saying it's not true either because some vegans are very like I'm a vegan, vegan, vegan. Everything vegan, vegan, vegan. I'm vegan. I mean, even though people follow you and know you're vegan, you still say, "Oh, I'm eating a vegan burger. I'm eating vegan ice cream." We know you're vegan. Some people just <laughs> like to yeah. say a lot. Yeah, like yeah, and, I, I mean, I, and I, I notice like whenever you guys like post about like food, it's like, "Oh, this banging vegan, blah blah blah." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then like, because a lot of times, yeah, maybe there'd be some meat eater that does follow you, but looks at a meal that you posted like damn what the fuck is this spot and it's like oh it's a vegan blah 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 you know what i mean yeah. like it's yeah. just it's just i'm just telling what it is you know yeah it's, it's just telling what it we're is excited about i mean we're we got years it. of life growing up and it still continues that you're getting pushed with this agenda of like ah this is the burger the burger of the you know like a cow meaty this got three animals on this sandwich you know like yeah, yeah. pushed non-stop through still. media you know and for me, it's just like okay, it's there, but I'm not gonna get on people like, oh, you're eating that meat again, and na na na. Yeah, it's, it's up to the individual, you know. Yeah, but I'm just saying that I you get it. much more bombardment from the other side than from like the plant based mm-hmm. side. I'm gonna say me and Derek look good for the '50s, man. So no, this, it's, it's saying, very bro. true. Like I, I mean, I don't, and also like people think like the the vegan diet can like harm people, but I haven't seen it. Like I don't I'm like where. Any diet can harm you. Any, di- right. any, any diet can harm. Any, any diet and can it, harm you. It's like it's not necessarily, you know, a diet. You know, it's like it really, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. You know, it's there's a lot involved. Not only just like plant based eating. You know, like I was saying, exercise. You know, a positive yeah. mental attitude, having yeah. a strong, yeah. you know, connection Fact. with yourself, and you know, it's a, a combination yeah. of many things. You know, people don't say I'm on a carnivore diet. You know what I mean? Right. It's like it's just a. <laughs> Another thing that's happening right now, too, is for the listeners, that Chappelle is prospecting to be straight edge. And right now he has an X and a half. Man, if you don't give my fucking he's, all, he's almost at three X's. <laughs> and, a and a funny thing <laughs> happened the other night. We, we with Derek this a couple weeks ago. It was so funny. And Derek, Derek was drinking a non-alcoholic beer at the bowling alley. And we said to, we said to Chappelle, yo, man, you want to be you want to earn an X tonight? Oh, yeah. go, go up to Derek and smack his beer right oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck you doing? <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> Roll up on him, man. <laughs> Knock it out and just hold up the X. <laughs> the boom box, playing yeah. the prices and roll up to him. Yeah. Like, Yo, what's up? Oh, my yeah, God. It, it, you know, with with that being said, I'm like, you know, <laughs> I think with, with the straight edge thing is you got to realize I've been hanging out with you for a minute. I know. Right? And, like, the like I didn't stop eating meat immediately of course, when I started dude. hanging. I didn't stop, like. You know, I, I quit smoking weed because I was just like, man, I wake up with headaches every fu- fucking time I smoke yeah. this shit. And I was just like, what? I was like, what do I really need it for? I don't like that. I mean, when you had the other guys before, you're doing weights, you're shooting steroids, and now you're with us. And now Bitch! I'm <laughs> 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 the juice. Oh, I ain't never shot no gun. Oh, oh, I'm just kidding, bro. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy you're solo dolo, man. It's so funny. That's fucking. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> okay. Anyway, go ahead. But uh, <laughs> you know, like I just see the the positive side of it, and like not like just what it's done for your life, but also what it does for a lot of other homies' yeah. lives. Like you know, the as far as like uh, the straight edge um, lifestyle, and the way of life, and 
And it's just I love the positivity of it. And so that's why and it's and it's of my and it's of my community. You know, totally. it's something it's something that's of my You're Mayor Rollins, bro. Yeah. Like it's something that's of my community. It's something that's um that I You've that known I about for a long time. Known about for a long time and and yeah, like when yeah, I haven't drank in it'll be nine years in April and Yeah. You know, yeah. so and and what I What about the weeds and the marijuana cigarettes? The weed has probably been <laughs> Eight eight months, eight months, eight months for the for the weed and stuff. So the, the reefer, the prospect to make almost twelve yeah. months to be. And year, it's just bro, like man. I just love like how, I love how much people love it. And I love how it, it makes them feel. And, um, and you feel better too without weed. Yeah, I feel better without all this stuff. I, I really like the thing I've been excited to to take care of. <laughs> Derek's face. I know, right? <laughs> That's good, man. I just been I just been really excited <laughs> to be on this like path where I just feel this like this purity in me and these are the things that make me feel pure nice. yeah and you're focused and you're like, yeah. yeah the focus that i have and you know and yeah like i've been really utilizing your the workout gym yeah man at, uh, pico spa the, more spa the, the more sp- the more spa and what do we call pico what um pico prison yard the pico yard yeah Derek, were you ever straight edge no yeah i was absolutely what ages wow Early, I think you told me. Yeah, I mean, you were like, you were X'd up. I, I was not X'd up, really. I mean, as a joke, every now and then. Um, it's not a joke. because I, I'm sorry, <laughs> Toby. Um, I, <laughs> sorry, bro. I mean, I mean, I have friends well, that so were on, on like, seriously getting X'd on up. How we never put X's on? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I mean, I didn't, I, w- I didn't want to put all this, you know, that fucking marker on my hand. I was like, that's not good on your skin. You know, yeah, it's also know. hard to get off, and it's on your face in the morning. I was like, this is. That's why Toby just tattooed it on him. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I don't need to have this on the outside. I just didn't drink. I didn't smoke. I didn't do any drugs. Uh, oh, all oh, high yeah. school. My parents never drank at home. They never drank. I never had alcohol in the house. Um, they never smoked. You know, so it wasn't something that my parents or even my brother or sister were even involved in. Um, so it was pretty easy yeah. for me. Uh, I wasn't pushed into like pure pressure. I was just like skating and riding dirt bikes, and then I so just your whole start- life up until what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, up until like I was out of high school, like nineteen or twenty, is when I started experimenting with uh, certain uh, stuff. And <laughs> but the thing is, like I remember just seeing a lot of kids in high school just getting wasted, and I just didn't want to be that. I had so much energy as a a young person, I was really into going to shows, skate, skating, being outside, doing a lot of physical activities. I just didn't like the way that I was seeing other people reacted at that young age, drinking yeah. a lot, getting wasted all the time, forgetting everything, uh, just not being focused on anything and, and just being miserable, you know, just yeah. kind of like a fake uh, happiness that they were going through and it was really easy to see and and also seeing their parents how it was like a cycle that was kind of flowing like yeah. they would see their parents come home wasted you know it'd be like oh my god you know and they're drinking more like they come home I could just smell it on their breath I'm Damn. like wow yeah and the demeanor change uh-huh. and how the and how they complained about their parents but they were drinking as well and I was like mm, man this cycle is really going on oh it really is and like I'll see that shows like uh you know, when I'm on stage and I see people just like wasted, I'm like, man, you don't even know what I'm talking about. Right. And it's like, and it's, and it's like, they're, they're just not coherent. I'm like, damn, right. you, you decided to fucking get so fucked up and come to the show. And like, that's the story you want to tell. Yeah. Like that, that you didn't get to see the, 
that you didn't get to see the show. Yeah, you know, like that. That that that's like that's like uh, not not a good feeling. And 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 also like what made it so easy for me to you know quit weed was like every time when I woke up the next morning, I was like, damn, I'm glad I didn't smoke with with the crew that that crew that last night. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I woke up and always felt better about it. So it was like, so why do I? So why do it? You right. know what I mean? That was like yeah. my. That was my, my whole thing with drinking. I was like, why am I doing this? Yeah, yeah. But also at a young age, I, I just wanted to say that the development of the mind at that age, at a very young age, is extremely important. Totally. And I, and I was really into learning. I was really into reading. And I yeah. didn't want to like waver from that. I thought it was something very special to have that ability and to be in the position that I was, yeah. to have an education, to really go 100% with it, you know, mm-hmm. like to really not damper that by any way because yeah. I just felt it was another, something negative to put on me that's going to stop my learning process because yeah. I really love being out there and being observant at everything and wanting to to capture that yeah. and being in the moment. Yeah. And this was something I didn't want to damper with like drinking and, yeah. and doing drugs. And, well, think and, about like when uh, even when you guys do shows like, you you guys will see that drunk person in the audience and you just see like how one like they're how what they're doing and then you see how it affects people that are next to them ah, yes. and then you see how it like and then it kind of like affects you mm-hmm. yeah. you know in this weird way and like you feel bad because you feel bad for the people that are in the audience that are like literally yeah. this drunk dude's like pushing oh, them yeah. over and it's like hey there's not even a song playing they're just talking and then, <laughs> you know what i mean like i remember i had to shove this one dude down at the wu-tang at a wu-tang concert he was he was really drunk. I feel I mean I feel bad now because he was really drunk. And I shouldn't have shoved him, but he just he wouldn't, didn't get the fucking point, you know. Like, and Wu Tang wasn't even on stage yet, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Like we, we were waiting. Like they they were just about to come on, and I remember this dude was like, um, not saying I'm going to beat up alcoholics by the way, but uh, you know, like he was like so drunk and just all over the place. He was a bigger guy, and I remember he was like there was these girls that were up front, and he was like. Like shoving them into the fucking uh, what do you call them? Damn things. Barriers. Barricades. Barricades. Barricades or whatever. So like, and it was just like annoying. And they just kept going, ow, ow, ow. And eventually, I just fucking, boom, shoved the dude to the fucking ground because it's like, it's just not. Yeah, it's not fair. It's not fun. And it's like, man, and like, and I'm not saying people can't drink, but also mm. like, you know, understand what fucking moderation is. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. And that was another fucking, thing. As a kid, I definitely didn't have. That's why moderation. I don't. That's why I don't. That's why I don't yeah. drink. No I don't drink because of fucking lack of moderation. <laughs> you can go hard, right? Yeah. I, I can go hard. I mean, when I, I was like the happy drunk, they call it. You know? Yeah, it's just yeah. Like, they oh, always the life of the party. And, and it's like, so funny. The, ha- the happy. Like, oh, yeah. I'm telling you this right now because I was that happy drunk. Is the worst drunk. Absolutely. The mm-hmm. happy drunk is the one that's it's usually the most depressed. The most depressed. Wow. I'm telling you, like I had some dark times being the fucking happy drunk. I mean, one even one buddy when I when I, you know. I think I just I, I mentioned I quit drinking. He's like, oh, man, I always loved when you drank because you're so funny. We have some of the most fun nights. But I was now like, you're boring. But I was like, bro, I was fucking sad. That was when I was kicking with like those crust punks. Mm. Them motherfuckers. Oh, mm. man, them crust punks. Yeah, them crust <laughs> punks. Them motherfuckers. Gosh, they got me fuck up, <laughs> fucked up. Oh, those crust. Yeah. You remember them back in the day. Oh, yeah, dude. In crust New York. Punks. Oh, yeah. ABC New York, all those so, spots, yeah. I mean, some of the, uh, the later ones that came in the – later time period of of new york uh just didn't know who they like, were fucking with yeah exactly and Lower i saw inside. a lot of like tragic oh so, uh, the, the cru- oh they didn't realize yeah they're talking <laughs> shit to the like, wrong i was people. like i don't Ooh. think you know where you're at Ooh. Ooh. Way down there. Yeah. yeah and it was Ooh. just like 
Yeah, hard really? times. Hard yeah. times. Hard times. Yeah. Came hard. their way. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. But, uh, yeah. Alcohol, yeah. And, yeah, drugs and stuff. Yeah. Moderation. <laughs> yeah. Moderation. I mean, Moderation I, I'm thing. definitely not against, like, people doing their thing. It's Do your fucking thing. But like thing. you said, when it starts affecting other people. That's you know, where I feel bad. Like, like watching right. the show and, like. Like I said, like you guys will see it when you're on stage. Like you'll see someone fucking. Oh, yeah, yeah. There, you'll always see that in an air. How do these motherfuckers always end up front? I, 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 <laughs> right. They push their way through. Maybe they I don't know. just fucking always end up. Front. <laughs> have yeah. you have anybody that's like confronted you drunk on stage at your show? Uh, Mr. Morris um, came on stage or no? They're not come on stage, but just yeah, like in the stage. audience, like yeah, straight edge my ass. Probably are flicking us off and shit. Yeah, yeah. You, you never had like a. You know, fisticuffs moment. Like. Mm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably. Mr. Morris. <laughs> Mr. Morris, nah, the question is. <laughs> no, nah, I guess we talked about on the podcast, not out yet, with Sam Drain told the story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That somebody was saying shit to me. I remember this in the 90s, flicking me off the whole time, heckling oh, wow. me. But he was heck- heck- heckling me the whole night. Yeah, shit, right. You know what I mean? Oh, that, that just happened to me. Yeah, you're you're telling this in Richmond. Yeah, you know, fought a guy. He wanted to fight you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was he was a drunk guy, and yeah. he was he was just one of those. They usually drunk guys. are, and he was right up front. <laughs> I know, right? He was right. He was right up front, and he was just fucking, you know, being that I'm guy. I heard this story. You know, being being that guy or whatever, like just fucking. Yeah. You know, like he wasn't even paying attention to the show. wasn't even about the show, and he was drunk. He was young. Right. Him and his crew, they were really young. And, um, you know, usually I get on people, I'll softly get on people. Then I'll, then if you just keep doing it, mm-hmm. like, I, then I'm like, then I'm like, what's up? And I remember he got mad about something. I don't even know what the fuck it was he actually got mad about, but he just started flipping me off hard. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I just, you know, I said, bro, I kick you in the fucking chest. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> he started screaming at me, yelling, I just, you know, wow. And uh, it was just ruining it for everybody. Yeah. And it's like it 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 sucks because, like like, I, I it's not even about me. Mm-hmm. It's not even about me. It's about the people that are actually there to have fun and there to have laugh. fun that are yeah. actually paying attention. That's yeah. the part that I feel bad for is when people do that. Yeah. Like that. Like like whenever someone's really drunk and they yeah, like point. they're heckling or they're. Mm-hmm. doing their own thing at the show that's when i get to a point to where i'm like hey fuck me forget me mm-hmm. yeah you, i get it you're disrespecting me but you're disrespecting everybody else in this fucking to come to see you. and yeah. and they didn't pay to see you right. sit here drunk and fuck up a performance like you wouldn't fucking go to fucking a movie theater and do that too. yeah you wouldn't go to a movie you wouldn't go to shakespeare mm-hmm. and fucking yeah you know or see hamilton or some right. shit like that you wouldn't you wouldn't fucking do that at all. Yeah. So it's like don't do that like that you're in this performance. Yeah. It's just it's just for me it's a one man show. Mm-hmm. Like it's just me on stage. So it's like that doesn't give you the opportunity. Yeah. And if I talk to you, then that's different. But if I if I wasn't talking to you and I'm just trying to do this set and then you just keep doing your thing, that's when it's like such a fucking bummer. Right. But yeah. anyways, this dude, yeah, he threatened to beat my ass and he was little. He was a little guy. He's like yeah. the size of Max. And I, what am I gonna do? That fucking liquid courage. What am I gonna yeah. do? Yeah, yeah. He had the liquid courage, and rightfully so. Like if I said I'm gonna kick your chest in, and you know, yeah, I, I yeah, of course you're gonna stand up for yourself. And I, w- the, the whole thing, like I wasn't even mad about 
that or whatever like that we got it, it was just it was just a bummer that like he drank that much right like that was the biggest bummer of it all like i don't know and sometimes yeah the servers they don't know mm-hmm. you know sometimes they don't they don't see and you know all i got to say is the security should have stepped in early on oh, yeah, as yeah. soon as somebody's I think like they thought I, I think they thought i was handling it but i was like bro i'm about to kill like it kill was, but but also like I wasn't going to. I was like, listen, you're not going to fight a fucking 21-year-old fucking right. smaller dude. What does that look What does that look like? Me at 270 right. or whatever the fuck I'm at right now. Me at my size fighting some fucking some little little kid. Man. Might as well be and even though I go Go to jail in Virginia for the night. Yeah, good. Yeah, Ooh, exactly. Like what 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 the fuck does any of the, what just get violent, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when I say I'm going to kick your chest in, Hey, that's just me telling you to shut up. Yeah. You know, it's equivalent as that. Right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyways, shout out to that to that guy for standing up for himself. I respect the dude. I respect the dude right. for at least going, I'll beat your ass. <laughs> yeah. See how that works for him. <laughs> you know, but I, was, I, I literally was not going right. to hit that guy. There's just no way. Like. Violence is just not what the fuck I'm looking for. If he would have right. rushed the stage, of course, it would have different. been different. And, and honestly, he had the he had the fucking ability. It was this right. this was the distance. Yeah, this is how close we were. Close he literally the had distance. the he literally had the ability. All right, love this one. He literally had the ability to fucking rush the stage if right. he wanted. I don't think he would wanted to do anything either. I think the bark the barking was mm. the louder than the bite. You know, louder than the bite. Yeah. You know? So, well, so, wow. Well, happy birthday, Chappelle Lacey. Thank you, man. Yeah. 36 years old, strong, 36. Feliz hey, I'm optimistic, motherfucker. No, I know. <laughs> I know. That's usually your last question. <laughs> You've already been on the podcast twice, so you already had that question. <laughs> People know you're optimistic already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we know your last real job where you work in the hotel. Um, and happy birthday, Derek, too, 50 fucking two. Yeah, man. I appreciate both the guys in my life. I mean, me Yo, and- I appreciate you guys for following me because Travis Parker follows me. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. That's the only reason why I followed you. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. <laughs> Let, let's tell that story real quick. What story? A couple weeks ago, I told you. Ah, hey, uh, yeah. I said, hey, let's go to, let's go to Rich Roll Studio. I'm going to say what's up. We were already out there. He's taking photos of my, band, my friend Greg. Uh, what up, Greg? We love you. And, uh, Shout out to Greg. I text Trav. I'm like, yo, I'm going to pull up with Chappelle. I'm going to surprise him. I'm going to say I'm going somewhere else. So we pull up to the uh, studio. There's a Rolls Royce out front. Chappelle's like, damn, Rich Roll's doing good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say he was doing paid. good. I said, I said. Rich Roll is like a minimalist. Fuck yeah, you yeah, driving yeah. a Rolls Royce oh, for? Oh, no, he, don't worry, he's in there. He's got good taste. Yeah, like, it's all gutted. He's sleeping in the sleeping like, bag. Yeah, I thought the guy had fucking, he sleeps in a tent. That's where his money's going. <laughs> yeah, right. And then so we go in the doors and like it's all white and awesome. And I know I know that Chappelle, you know, they have the word fuck there from the uh, take off your pants and jackets. The big tour, words. Yeah. Cut out letters from the tour. And then he's looking around. He's like, where and am Toby's I, And Toby's like watching me like try to figure this out because I'm sitting here like, this is a podcast studio? I was like, this is right. too Huge. fucking, I was like, this is too big for a fucking but podcast But then Chappelle's studio. eyes connect with the Blink-182 full-size rabbit. The rabbit. Mm. It was They're the rabbit that's symbol. in the, and right. I was like, oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, this motherfucker. So then I walk into one room and the dude from the Interrupters and he's working on the Kardashian's Christmas record. And then we turn the corner, then Trav comes out, gives me a hug, and he meets Chappelle and gives him a hug. Yeah. And it was cool. We hung out for a while. It was cool, yeah. But I didn't know until after that Chappelle told me he was, his whole body was shaking. Like, he totally, like, bugged out. Yeah, wow. it was. Because I, I geeks out, out with musicians. I geek out with musicians more than anything else. Like, wow. 
Like act if I met like a famous actor. Well, if I met Eddie, Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. I'd probably shake. Right. But like you know, it was a cool oh, moment. Denzel, Denzel, yeah. I, if I, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I didn't realize tri- I didn't realize Chappelle was tripping like that because. Oh like, yeah. I know Travis for like over twenty I keep, years. I keep my composure. But when he walks <laughs> out, probably for him it's surreal. It's like the dude from Blink, and he comes out and he sees him. It was a really awesome moment. That's it's cool. great hanging. And the next, he mor- the sa- he's the same height as us. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, well, I, I, I didn't, well, because I, I didn't realize because the other two are really tall. The other two. Yeah. Uh, Tom um, and Mark. And, Tom uh, and Mark. Members of the band. I, yeah. Right. And then that, that night, Travis Barker followed Chappelle and changed his whole and career. History. For, changed his whole career. Yeah. From, hey, because yo, the one girl came yeah, out because she said. Yeah. She, uh, he ch- changed my fucking world. Wow. Yeah. Follow from Travis Barker. Got someone to come to my show. <laughs> Shout out to Travis being <laughs> awesome. Yeah, Travis have him my ticket Thank sales. you, Travis, for <laughs> being so sweet to Chappelle. It was an awesome moment. He no, was thank you. That was, that was very it, sweet. It was a good sport about surprising you. Yeah. And nice. yeah, it was very, very nice. Very, very nice. But I want to say that two things, like, the reconnecting with Derek the past couple of years when from the pandemic, we're hanging every day. Then you went and did what you did, and I miss you so much. You went on tour, and now you're back. I love having you here. And then meeting Chappelle yes. through Joe Vasion, check out this comedian when the Fagazi shirt, realize you were neighbors. You guys are my family, and you guys are always on the podcast with me, and I appreciate it. Repeater! I love you guys. You guys are my brothers. Love and you I appreciate too, brother. you both, man. Much love. Homie. Much love, man. So happy birthday, and this is a great episode, man. It was really fun. Hey, what do I get for my birthday? Um, he just told a story about helping me beat Travis Barker. And I go, what do I get for my yeah, birthday? Who do you want me next? Who, who, next? who else do you want me on your list? I'll make it happen. Uh, right. I need my birthday gift, man. Right. Where we going to roll up a Sade's place? Yeah, right. I, <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, my God. I know. Told me, no, you did. No, you did. Dude, no, can, you did. That's bucket this shit, No, bro. you did. Yeah, that's bad that's I think we this. all be shaking. Yeah, that's she's bad in, bucket. I heard she's coming on tour. She's new record Shut coming what? out. Yeah, I heard that yesterday. Really? Yeah, we love Sade. I'd love to see that with you guys. I will be front row. She lives in England too. She's so I like how low key she is. Definitely, Love she's it. a diva. Diva. Love yeah. it. Oh, fuck. Oh, okay. and we saw we saw the Kendrick show together with this summer. It was that was fucking oh, beautiful. Yeah. Epic. Yep. I saw Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock this summer. That was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Why am I saying summer? It's fucking next year. Yeah. It was so good last year. But that Kendrick show, the Wu Tang show we saw, Wu Tang with Buster Wu-Tang. Rhymes who killed it. Yeah. Mary J. Mary J. L O Cool J. Redman. Kiss. Redman. Nas. That was an incredible night. Incredible and night. The diversity and the age groups and all people walks of life. It yeah. was fucking that so was perfect, dope. dude. That was dope. That was one of the greatest hip hop shows in all that time. Was and we got this oh, it would do when I saw H two O and Phoenix. Wow. wow. On that, that note, <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> okay, we're gonna go eat some all food right, now. Yes. Let's go eat. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Peace. Bye. A day later, we're back on the podcast. Joe Vash, I know you'd be mad at me, but this won't be for five minutes. I promise. There's two things me and Chappelle forgot to talk about. I'm not sure, Chappelle, if it was before the creation of Mad Peaceful that you were jumping on stage, going on the road with H2O, doing Freddie's part. The first time, I ever, first time I ever jumped on stage to sing at all was with H2O. Wow. Yeah. I Damn, never, we popped your cherry, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never did it um, before that. Ever. Uh, well, except for that one story I told you. Yeah, with Keith, Keith Morris, Morris on stage, yeah, yeah. pulled up on stage. You but sang. like that one where it was like I was actually like called up to like sing. Well, the security like tried, were roughing you up, and then Keith Morris reached yeah, his that arm was out. A, yeah, yeah, that was that one. And he pulled you up. But that was different. That was different because I, I sang only part of the song. But that the with H two O, I sang a whole song. Yeah, it's so sick. You killed it all every uh, time you killed we it. We sang my attitude. Yeah, we did attitude <laughs> together, and uh, and the, yeah. the famous incredible Arizona show. You popped up. We did uh, attitude. Yes, that was we sick. did. But then moving forward, you started doing. Guilty a bunch, and then did those yeah, shows. Yeah, guilty. Yep, guilty. The first time I ever did, 
the guilty. Oh, was New York. New York. Your first trip to New York. My first trip to New York because I remember I was doing shows in Florida that weekend. And I remember I flew up from uh, flew up from Florida Sunday morning, like early Sunday morning, got to New York, walked around Lower East Side with you guys during the day, did the show, and then sang Freddie's part. Because the first time – this is how it came about. Because the first time I ever did it was as a joke at your guys' practice. That's right. And I just had grabbed the mic from you yeah, just messing great, around. Though, yeah. yeah, I was just messing around. And then you were like, you should do it in New York. And we did it. Yeah. And then Freddie, we did the Hazen Street Madball shows, and then you end up doing it with Freddie. Yes. That yeah. was how nervous that was, was that? Cause it was crazy. Cause I remember uh Max was like, yo, go get Freddie for guilty, because you guys were on the last song. And then uh, I was like, okay, let me go grab him. And then he's like, What's up? I was like, Oh, uh Max just wants you to do the the guilty part. He's like, You do it. I was like, Oh no, he he, he specifically asked for you, man. And then he goes, he always does it. And then he goes, you do it with me. And I was like, all yeah. right. <laughs> so, yeah. That was great. That was that an was awesome crazy. moment. Yeah, that was. Happened a, twice, I think, right in that run. Yes. Uh, Jersey and Rhode Island. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. Fast forward to um, where I talked about Matt Peace, but also you did something really cool a couple months ago is where you jumped on a show with your friends Ghost Inside in Las Vegas, and you weren't like the host. You were doing comedy in between the sets or just one time? So, yeah, I guess it was basically host yeah it was a host vibe yeah because yeah, i would you know i would call up call up each band or whatever and then the band would the lights would go out and the band would have like their interest but they you know the first time i ever did anything with bands when it came when it came to that it's or anytime i ever done anything with bands and they wanted me to do comedy with them it's always been bad always every been time bad. always been bad so you can't mix the both that's the problem it's tough but i was just like you know the Ghost Inside guys are great dudes, really nice yeah. guys, and, you know, very genuine genuine dudes right there. So they, you know, I was just like, all right, you know what, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll do this gig, and, you know, it'll, it'll be fun. And, you know, I'm like, if it if it goes crazy, then then I'll just have another fucking story to tell. <laughs> it went good, though. You know, but they set me up for, for success. Real. So for any band that ever wants a comedian – to fucking open f- for them and have you know just, you hit know you just up. do a time no no not yeah well hit me up <laughs> but also like you know because there's a lot of bands that do like comedy yeah you know sure but I I but you got to set the comedian up perfect so the crowd understands that a comedian is coming on stage you can't just push the comedian out there and be like all right just walk on stage and do do something yeah it's, it's never and that's and every time I've done it that's how it's always gone. And you can't have the comedian go up while a changeover is happening. Yeah, that's that's rough. And so, and I thought that's what was going to happen—that I was going to go, yeah, just go up when the changeover is happening. But no one's really paying paying attention to a tra- tra- uh, changeover. Mm-mm. So what they did was basically, because I was the first the first thing to go out, they actually turned the lights out, and they had someone on the God mic announce me, and I walked on stage, and the crowd was. That's cool. Yeah, so it was actually like really really dope. And then anytime I went out, because I went out in between bands, I would just do like five minutes. Yeah. And it was like perfect. That's all That's all it was like needed. That's all it was like needed. Because I feel like any longer than that, then it's kind of like too weird. Is that nerve wracking to do it in front of a crowd that's there for music? Is it different it, it really, It is because like, you know, especially like, you know, the, the, the Ghost Inside, that's a metal band. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like those people are ready to like mosh and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a bit... Bit different, but Bobcat Goldway used to open for Nirvana. 
That's crazy. I don't know. I don't know how it went when he was doing it with Nirvana, but he used to. Nirvana would bring him on tour to open Damn. up. And, um, and then fast forward, the guy from Half Baked was doing that for Metallica. Jim Brewer. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Brewer does yeah. it for, for Metallica. But but yeah, That's like crazy, you just got you just got to set the comedian up for success, and 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 get the crowd to understand that a comedian. <laughs> It's coming it's about out. to come on, and, and and people were very receptive to when I was up there. It was really really fun. It was it was it was way better than expected. It literally, I I can't I can't I couldn't stop telling those guys. I was like, thank you guys for that's cool not letting me fail out there. Would be cool to do a tour across the country like that, and if and if you book double it up, so maybe like you would go and do a spot with a band that you're touring with, and then that night do your own show headlining after in each city. Oh, that would work. That would work really out because cool, man. because by the time I open up for the band, that's or the but yeah, the op- open up for the band. That's like what probably going at like seven a.m. or such seven a.m. seven p.m. seven or eight. Yeah, and uh, and then I could just go wherever the damn comedy club is and then be on stage to headline. That'd be a great move, dude. Yeah, that would be th- that would be that would be dope. It'd be a lot of it'd be a lot of work but i mean it, it would be because you do two shows a night some places anyway so yeah i already do two shows a night yeah. i think that's cool i think i think that's uh something pretty cool to happen for you yeah i actually doing. i actually like you know there's another um band out there um that you know wants me open <laughs> blink 182 i'm just kidding <laughs> oh man that'd be a sick tour Dude, i would be do amazing. i would do that in a heartbeat like but it was it was it was really fun and uh I don't know. Yeah, like they, if as long as a band just gets a crowd to understand that a comedian is about to tell jokes. Yeah. Then everybody like, I was shocked how everybody showed up to yeah, it's cool to the stage to watch me perform. Yeah, it's cool. That was fucking crazy, and they listened. Yeah, I think it's good for you to tour like bands, and it might be good for you. And no one was like yelling at me or heckling. Yeah. Me. That's what was crazy. I was yeah, like, what man. the fuck. I love it, and it gave me a new. It, it was a new, uh, like a like an audience that you know started to fucking with me and started 100%. following me. Yeah, it was really cool. I like that. That's like us playing with like Newfound Glory or different bands back in the day. It wasn't just hardcore bands. It makes sense. Yeah, it's like a cool. It's I think it's like a cool crossover. Yeah, like that. You know, well, let's see more of that, Chappelle. Yeah, I would do it in a fucking heartbeat. Anything else we need to cover? Um, that's a good one, man. No, nah, I just took a nap on your couch. Yeah, good morning. We're gonna do a cold plunge sauna now. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We did seven minutes. Sorry, Joe. Thank you. Sorry, Joe Vasion. <laughs> Bye. I always ask my guests if they have any regrets. I personally don't have any regrets. Even when it comes to my tattoos, I have the silliest tattoos. Even my ET on my leg, it's still a childhood memory for me, and I love it. I've had tattoos on top of tattoos strictly because I wanted more tattoos. I started getting tattoos when I was 18. I'm 52 now, and I can't stop. I've had lazy treatment before on something on my arm. It's four tattoos on top of each other. And that experience at that place was pretty fast. It was pretty cold. It was in and out. Swiped the credit card. Don't really tell me much. Didn't give me much details or anything was going to happen. So I never went back. So as of most recently, I'm so lucky enough to have had two sessions at Removery Tattoo Removal. My tattoo on my arm looks like a big black blob. is now super light. I've had two sessions. I have a long road ahead of me. None of this stuff happens overnight. You cannot take a tattoo off in one sitting. You have to be patient. And it's painful. They ice you up. It's super fast. To me, it felt like a bunch of rubber bands. But what's more painful than that is looking at something on your body that you think you're stuck with for the rest of your life. That sucks. But now for me, I'm really happy I started this journey. I'm slowly going to get this tattoo removed. I never thought in a million years I have any kind of real estate on my arm. I don't even know what I want, but it's exciting. 
I'm so honored to announce that One Life, One Chance podcast is now with Removery. I have a code. Use TobyH20 and get $100 off your first session. Call 866-934-4570 or go to Removery.com. One of the most experienced tattoo remover companies in the world. Over 600,000 remover treatments done. 100 locations. U.S., Canada, and Australia. State-of-the-art peak-away laser technology. Cryotechnology to reduce any discomfort. This is so exciting for me because all I do in these podcasts is talk about tattoos. From day one, if you've been listening to this podcast, we talk about tattoos, talk about getting removed, talk about getting covered up. So this is such a perfect fit for me. Once again, go to removery.com or call 866-934-4570. Use my code TOBYH20 and get $100 off. These guys are located everywhere. Try it out. Yo, people always ask me what kind of frames I'm rocking. I've been rocking Caddis for a couple years. They make amazing progressive readers, which I wear. Also, they make sunglass readers, anti-glare, anti-smudge coating, anti-scratch, and anti-aging. That's why I look mad young when I wear them. I'm just kidding. Um, but they make amazing frames. Caddis, so stoked to have you guys part of the podcast. You can go to caddislife.com slash Toby10 and get $10 off your first purchase. Stoked. Thank you, Caddis. Welcome to the fam. Yo, yo, Liquid Death. Thank you so much for hydrating all my guests. Taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water. Love your brand. Love what you stand for. Love you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. They have now blessed me with my own code. So if you go to liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst. Stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. <laughs>